You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Area 52 podcast. How's everybody doing out there? You guys good? Good. I'm glad you had a good week. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, with me as always, Danny. Right here. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome. You've, Thank you. You've been here for every episode. Yes. That's not something that, that any, me and you, we've, we've, we've the only ones who've been here for every episode right. so far. Are you guys sick of me yet? I'm not. I'm not, but I I have you outside of this too, so I have a lot more opportunity to get sick of you, and I'm still not. So, oh, yeah. so my odds are all right. You're doing good. Okay, okay. they're sick of me. Probably, me too. yeah. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> so, God damn it! I set myself up for that. It was like this perfect volleyball <laughs> set, and you. Just, I almost felt bad for taking yeah, it. it. Yeah, was it was so... always like, oh, come mm-hmm, here, candy, mm-hmm. out of a baby's hand. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, Melissa isn't here this week. Uh, oh. She, uh, her schedule has just gotten really crazy. Yeah, so she's busy. Yeah, and we, just like Eric. Eric. Now, the, I don't. It's not drastic. It's not like Eric, where he's he's kind of taken a full left and gone in another direction <laughs> and just disappeared forever. <laughs> Melissa just has a busy couple weeks, and so we thought, well, we can either postpone recording and take a couple weeks off, or we can, uh, you know, just record. And we thought, you know, we don't want to take a couple weeks off. Plus, somebody offered to step in. And I was like, well, if we can get you, then by all means, because we've had him sit in uh, once or twice before, mm-hmm. and it's always a fun time. You guys have, I'm have super heard his name, and you have, have definitely appreciated his handiwork. But today, uh, to sit in and talk to us uh, about our topic is our producer, our friend, our buddy, Sasha Bloom. Yay! How is everyone doing today? Hi, Sasha. Creator, hey. creator, hey. moderator, <laughs> the mind behind the Utah Podcast Network, the guy who who takes all of these That's random right. podcasts, all of this different content, and puts it together into a, into a great channel that uh, Area 52 is proud to be part of. So The sill of the seagull. <laughs> The Jew behind the microphone. Well, we can't say pa- that. Pay no attention to the Jew behind the microphone. Uh, My bad. No, no. Um, th- uh, thank you. I appreciate you stepping in because it, here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize is that every time we go in to one of these topics, uh, we we prepare. And Sasha learns that this week. He's like, I'll step in. And I said, great. Here's... <laughs> Here's 15 videos. Here's here's three hours of content to watch. Here's you know a bunch of stuff to read up on. Yes. And um, but you did it, and so I appreciate it. And he's here, and we're gonna have a, a really cool talk today. But before we did, not only did you do all the research, but you actually sent me, and I and I kind of wanted to wait to get into this until I got here with you too. But you sent me an email, and it was a a an article. Uh, that just says, here's the topic. I want you to explain this to me more. It says, man arrested after kidnapping model to, quote, sell her on the dark web. What? (laughs) Yes. I feel like that's very self-explanatory, actually. It was written pretty decently well. Yeah. I mean, like, I I feel (laughs) like I I think I got the gist of what what happened. Yes. I'm interested to learn more. Yeah, I'd like to hear hear a little more about this. The idea is that on this alt website or the black internet, you can buy drugs, you can sell weapons, you can buy...
by women. It's just a free for all. It's oh my the wild, wild west yes. of the internet, right? And so apparently there's this cult called the Black Death. And they go around the world what? kidnapping, I presume, gorgeous women and sell them into prostitution. Aww. And so they found this woman, kidnapped her, and ransomed her for almost $500,000. And if that wasn't met, then she was going into a prostitution ring. And the guy that did this was arrested like on the Eastern Bloc, so Latvia and all that kind of place. He's from Poland. Poland, yes, yeah. yeah, same place. It's all just... <laughs> it's just... It bombed. is. It's the wild, wild <laughs> Eastern Bloc. It's not There's over no there. rules over there. Yeah. And so in his kidnapping and probably interviewing, probably videotaped, whatever weird thing that was going on, he found out that she was a mother. And oh, so he returned no. her because this, this Death Star cult has one rule. We don't kidnap women that are mothers. And probably because it's wow. easier for them what, to gentlemen? get caught <laughs> because there's actually someone looking for right. women. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it says she that was drugged a... with ketamine and stuffed into a suitcase and driven to a uh, remote farmhouse where she was kept for almost a week. Jeez. Yeah, and we'll post the video of the oh farmhouse on the blog. Freak. But freak. <laughs> it looks like a place that has women abducted. Yeah, this looks, this looks oh, abductee no. as fuck. <laughs> like, like. Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah. This is hashtag abductee as fuck oh, right no. here because I mean that's the thing is, and and you know it's interesting that uh, you know that uh, this kind you, of oh you see it yeah I've got okay. it, I've got it here Thank on, you, the, Sasha. on the, oh my gosh but I mean that it really it's does... like a creepy I don't know like a weird white house that looks like the w- windows are boarded up yeah. maybe and like some high wooden fences we can share this it's article shady. we'll shady. we'll tweet this out and and share it and put it on when, facebook as well when things like that happen in these homes i mean do they just do they demolish these homes or do they have to like put that in the <laughs> listing like it was previously housing For, up to 30 <laughs> women that were being kidnapped sex slaves <laughs> seriously like <laughs> and do they become ghosts yeah well i, well, guess I mean like but i mean if the they house. live or if they if, either way like do they have to like they don't just demolish these houses i mean like this happens all the time i'm guessing so i wonder if they have to tell people like well we we cleaned up the basement but you know what i think over in poland like most people are like yeah 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 this was brothel that's fine i just need a hose i don't know i'm that i feel terrible i feel like i just i i didn't that didn't feel (laughs) racist but it felt racist as fuck yeah i didn't i don't even know that's not even a good accent like i was just like yeah terrible i don't know i no, i have nothing against anyone from poland or yeah I'm sorry that you got sex slaved in Poland, that young lady. She Aww, got out though. She's okay though. Okay, she's all good. right. But not everybody who 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 gets kidnapped or goes missing uh turns out all right. Um some of them are found. Some of them are never found. And last week, uh we talked a little bit about um uh at the end of our podcast how we had set up and had a whole bunch of other kind of mysterious disappearances that we wanted to mm-hmm. get into. So the Solder Children, that entire episode, was just so interesting to talk about. And you realize, you know, sometimes we, uh, it's like uh, when you when you go to the buffet and you go, I'm going to get like three plates of food and then you can't eat it all. 
Yeah, That's we, what we did. We call it fourth taco. The fourth taco. That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. Because some, because three. Sometimes tacos, when I make homemade tacos at the house. I'm look, like, and two tacos is is that's not enough. Like, do you want too soft and too hard, or do you want like just one soft and too hard? Like, right. I, yeah. we are ta- we're keeping it at tacos here, by the way. Yeah. But and, <laughs> but but we call it fourth taco. Like yeah. sometimes we get the fourth taco and we know we just can't eat it. Yeah. So <laughs> fourth taco. <laughs> Hashtag fourth taco. You guys know a little bit more about our lives. Yeah. Um, I'm on it. But we. Uh, uh, we 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 definitely had more planned for last week, and so it kind of worked that we could spill it over into this episode, too, and just keep talking about mysterious cases and disappearances. But because of kind of the other two that we had, and, and then eventually the one that we added uh, to that uh, for this episode, we kind of grouped them because they were all very similar. They were all disappearances that had happened uh, either on cruise ships or while people were on vacation uh on a cruise or on a, yes. you know, a Caribbean vacation. So, you know, these are, these are kind of interesting stories. So that's kind of what we want to talk about. Three cases of three different women, all of whom uh, have never been found, all of whom went missing, but all have different suspects, different circumstances, but possibly similar reasons why. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just start at the top. I think the first one that... Um, uh, to talk about is because I, I think it's kind of a little a little more separate from the other two is the disappearance of Rebecca Corian. Yes, um, this is the uh, Disney cruise ship worker, correct? Yes, yeah, she was. Now this is here. We'll just kind of give a basic Wikipedia overview here. Rebecca Corian, who was born March eleventh, nineteen eighty seven, was a British crew member who disappeared from the cruise ship Disney Wonder off the Pacific coast of Mexico on the morning of March 22nd, 2011. She was last seen in the crew lounge, where a security camera recorded her during a phone conversation that appeared to be causing her some emotional difficulty. Her disappearance was the first in such incidences in the history of Disney Cruise Lines. That we know of. That we know of. Let's be fair. Um, We've done a dark Disney episode. The case remains under investigation, and her whereabouts... Uh, since the phone conversation have not been established. Her parents have been critical of the way the case was handled. Um, and in uh, in early 2013, they indicated they would sue Disney in an American court. Two years later, it was settled. So, Out of court, Out I of believe. court, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was settled out of court. That sounds like they paid them a lot of money. That's what that sounds like to me. But Said the Coriums were... Uh, joined by British government officials who have instituted policies allowing for more comprehensive investigations of such incidences in the future, um, and advocates for the relatives of many other crew and passengers who have been reported missing from cruise ships over the last decade. There are claims that the company has more extensive evidence than it has so far admitted and have been accused of instigating a cover-up. So that's essentially, you know, you hear that. A woman goes missing on a ship. And, uh, you know, somebody says, well, we don't know anything, but they do know something. It's a, it's a very basic story, but it's not. So um, let's, uh, let's kind of go through some of the strange things that happened. So the night that, that Rebecca went missing, they, the security camera footage that they're talking about, mm, yeah. that kind of leads into it. Because there really wasn't a lot leading up to it, th- thinking that she had any problems or issues that she would have uh, committed suicide or anything like that. There was just the the instance of, uh, I don't remember if it was a friend or a coworker or kind of the same, one in the same thing, that had mentioned that she had 
either a fear of or it was it had kind of happened or something about um, kind of being sexually assaulted by uh, I don't know if it was another co-worker or what it was, but she had had that fear of of a certain person. Yeah. And, and, and that had been reported. So, I mean, other than that being being strange, she had seemed to be living kind of a normal uh, life like you know i i mean they also did say that she had a uh, a boyfriend or whatever and that they were kind of off and on and when i think that was the friend when she saw the video she kind of just assumed i'm guessing she was talking to her boyfriend because they kind of had that relationship she said when it was good it was good when it was bad it was really bad so but i don't think he was near the ship or on the ship or anything like that or had anything to do with that i think that they kind of ruled that out so it's more just whether or not the phone call of her being uh, distraught is related to the boyfriend or whether it relates to something that was going on with the ship and her disappearance. Exactly. And in that video that you're referencing, which you can see if you if you look up Rebecca Coriam, uh, C-O-R-I-A-M on YouTube or anything, you can see this footage. And she's she's down in like a galley area on the first level of the ship. It's important to note that she's on the first bottom level of the ship. And uh, she's wearing... What almost appears to be men's clothing. Yeah, they look very big, baggy, oversized, and and I think that they had said that they were some of the the male clothing that they weren't typical to what she would wear, and it wasn't within her uniform standard. She was still really feminine looking, though. In that yes, like yes, but hot. I just mean I think that they had noticed that they were not what she. Typically yeah, she was wearing wore. clothes that wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't otherwise normally yes, wear. Yeah, and she appears to be distraught. She appears to be upset on this phone call. Um, a, a coworker walks by and the experts who have kind of read their lips appear to says it appears that he kind of looks like, are you okay? And she says, yeah, fine. And then she hangs up the phone and that's the last she's seen. The official word is that she went up to the, the crew pool area on the fifth level and was washed overboard or knocked overboard by a rogue wave. That was Disney's official was statement Disney's to official the parents. Statement. They said a rogue wave. Yeah, right. And the way and the way that they explained this too. This is what's fascinating. Is the is the parents were alerted she was missing because she wasn't answering the pages. She wasn't answering any of this. And they kind of came to the conclusion almost very quickly. Well, she must have been washed overboard by a wave. Yes, like that's which you pointed out. Like. What, what, did anybody else notice this hundred foot wave that apparently was yeah. powerful enough to wash this woman overboard, but didn't do any other damage or knock anything? It slammed into a giant cruise ship. I mean, if you're going to get a wave like that, it's going to be pounding rain. Right. It's right. going to be windy. You're going to have thirty foot right. swells. It's not. I it's mean, not... this this is the fifth floor. This is the crew deck that's up on the fifth floor of the boat. So, I mean, we're talking and like boats, and you're not gonna it be wasn't even like the no, right. and, she, and, and it wasn't weathered like that that night. Yeah. That's the and, thing. And is the this deck was... wasn't all messed up. You know, the chairs weren't every. There was no water on the deck. Like, everything In was fact, fine. they actually, one of the things that they presented to the parents was a pair of flip-flops that they yes. said was hers that she left by the pool. It turned out not to be. It turned out to have somebody else's name written on them. So it wasn't hers. But the idea that a pair of flip-flops stayed on the deck yeah. while, while she was tossed overboard. Right. Yeah. Uh, Perfectly it's, placed. It's, it's just so crazy. And the way that they told the parents this. Here's the thing, because the parents were brought in when they were when they were told she's missing, and they literally sat there and had to wait in a blacked out car. So they had a car with with all black windows, so they couldn't nobody yeah. could see in. They yeah. had to wait until everyone got off the ship. They were taken to a little room where they were like, 
you know, and then eventually the captain came in and said, you, you know, your daughter fell overboard. Yeah, it was so. I think they said they gave him each a cake. Yeah, they yeah, gave right? him each an individual cake. Like, sorry. And they say that the the wave to Weird. get up to the fifth level to knock her over would have had to be at least around a hundred feet tall. Seriously, because these boats, you they're which the entire gigantic uh, crew and and occupants of the boat would have undoubtedly Everyone had a memory of and been like, yeah, this wave rocked oh, us. So it was she, did crazy. she get knocked over in the giant tsunami wave? Right. They would right. have brought. They would have had floodlights out. They would have had rescue boats. They Everything. Would have been in contact. Now with. that's the thing oh, yeah. is that they didn't do any of that. That's one of the things that. Um, you know, the parents said that they didn't uh, they didn't actually turn around and look for her. They didn't do any of that stuff. All of the 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 protocols they didn't do for somebody who might have fallen overboard. Yeah. So it led everybody to believe that, that oh, clearly she hadn't been washed overboard by a hundred foot weight. Right. Let's let's go ahead and take the official explanation and just throw that out the window and right. say this w- girl was probably not washed overboard by a hundred foot wave that nobody else noticed. And left yeah. flip-flops behind. And in fact, I think Disney had placed some flowers near the part of the deck where they had claimed that she had fallen over yeah. or was taken off by this rogue wave. And But they didn't tell anybody that. And so when uh, people, some of the other co-workers saw those flowers, they're like, what is this? Like, what, what, what is this all about? And they kind of were just like, well... This uh, to me, it's, it's a like PR move. Yeah, from it's a to- giant corporation. It totally Absolutely, is. trying it's... to stay out of the newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Because they know, and that's the thing is that as we've as we've talked about, we've talked about this with Disney. We've talked about this in our surveillance. This is this is all the things all at once. There's not a single inch of that cruise ship that is not being filmed. Absolutely, at all times. Yep. When and you, and they say that that's the only footage they have of her, and it's like how she got so from the first. The crew you're deck is not monitored. The the other deck, the elevators. elevators to the yeah. fifth from the first to the fifth floor. Yeah, no one, that's crazy. No one saw her. No one watched her go up there. No one saw her enter the crew pool, and then she just gets washed over. Right. It clearly sounds like. I mean, again, you can say that that the idea that this wave hit the boat and that that that's the story they're going with. Mm-hmm. That's not real. That's, <laughs> no. That didn't happen. So we know that's not real. We know that didn't happen. So what did? The family also mentioned that they believe that when they were shown that footage, because they were shown the phone call, yeah, they believe that the footage looked like it had been edited. So it, you know it had been pieced together to even cut out certain parts. And it's like, well, what you know, what are they cutting what out? What are they cutting out? And that's the thing is they gave they gave the parents the cake and they gave them some flip flops. Um, but like like we said, the flip flops had somebody else's name on them, and they were also weren't her size. Now here's the the thing because. These boats aren't, it's not a, it's, and this is what sucks about the investigations. She was a British citizen, but because she's on a boat in international waters that then is close to the Bahamas, that's the jurisdiction her disappearance fell under. So her parents can't talk to the British government, the British police. The I think British, it's like the Bahamian police, yeah, right? have to be in charge. And they send over one detective. Now, let's be fair, it's, uh, people point that out and go, one detective? Well, first of all, this is the Bahamas. This isn't New York. They don't have 5,000 detectives that they're constantly out going, all right, we got to go get some clues. No, this is the Bahamas, a place where... Although, I mean, it should be rife with detectives because it's like... All the It's near international waters and sure. everything shady seems like that's sure. where they go to do that. So, like, it should just... That, they should just live there. Like, like, a you know, but... Well, they send one over and he doesn't really do much of an investigation because... And now, again, though, I'm going to say... For them to go into full-on panic mode that he needed to come and do a full forensic investigation, that seems 
That doesn't seem right either. Yeah. You wouldn't immediately go, well, we need a detective team. We need to lock this ship down. We need, I mean, I, I would say that if they legitimately thought she was missing and they weren't trying to cover it up with this wave story bullshit, they, they would have probably locked the ship down and not allowed anybody to leave until they got everybody's name right. and, che- and, and check clear. They would everybody. also let you look at the surveillance camera footage. Right. I mean, like, they would try to solve the they crime. They would. They would help. And I, I, I feel like the parents also said that Disney was just so uh, unhelpful and unproductive in any of the aid in the search. And, and Which seems like the whole antithesis of something a corporation like Disney would do. You think they'd have private investigators, yeah. FBI people, yeah. like doing everything they can to get ahead of this so that their settlement can be reduced. Yes. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people have speculation about it possibly being a cover-up for one of the coworkers because um, her being in the men's clothing, some people said maybe something happened to her, you know. Maybe she was she sexually was, assaulted yeah, and on she the like, ship. Or maybe that's why she was frantic. Somewhere. Yes. And, um, and, and I think maybe this, if there was a long-standing uh, history or kind of a rumor of this sexual assault going on by one of their, maybe he was like a high-up official. Like that the they captain. Didn't, like maybe or they didn't want to yeah. fire him because he was such yeah. a... Or CEO. Yeah. Some guy, and if, somebody if, of power on a yeah, Disney cruise. Yeah, and if that gets out, it's even worse than a missing person that they can say fell off a boat because that sounds like an accident. But if it seems like a case of neglect that Disney right. knows that this is going on, and I mean, obviously, anything that's like a, a sexual based thing looks even worse than just. And, and it, I mean, you can when you talk about those incidences, right? It can be anything, right? You're out in the middle of the waters. There's nowhere for her to go. It's the implication, <laughs> right? It's that whole thing. So you from are some... saying these girls are in danger. Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> saying these girls are going to get hurt. Okay, you're not listening to me, Mac. That whole scene from It's Always Sunny where they buy the boat, that whole yes. episode, and he talks about he wants to get a boat, and he takes the girl out, and she's not going to say no, Mac, because of the implication. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because, you know, we're out by ourselves. She's by herself. She's thinking, hey, if I say no to this guy, I probably shouldn't. Are you saying these girls are in danger? No, it's because of the implication. I'm not saying they're, and it's this whole but back She's not going to say no. So you are saying these girls are in danger. God damn it, Mac. <laughs> it's such a funny it's scene. It's so funny. And, but that's the thing. Think about this, right? What if she had just been on the ship and somebody had come up to her and things had gotten, she went, no, get off me. And hey, hey, hey. And he went, you know, quiet. And then there was, like you said, it's this whole thing that then Disney it's not just about, well, two of our employees. It's, hey, well, I guess Disney hires these type of people. And then it gets out. and then Yeah, we learned about that. And we talked. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They don't want people. They would rather, even with Disneyland. Think about Disneyland. it. It's like in Disneyland, it's the perfect place because, one, most of them are probably the ones in those costumes that get to touch all the kids. Yeah. But they're covering their face. Right. Nobody even knows that it's all and just like creepy in, mustache and, guys. Sorry, I know you got, <laughs> I know you got a mustache going right now. I do. <laughs> It was me and my. It's got a bad history. It's yeah. just it's yeah. got a shady history. This one's not so shady. But if the the thing is, is if you look at Disneyland, as, as I mean, it's a good. You kind of go well. Disneyland is a good uh, uh, yardstick to measure Disney other Disney events, and I would say that they they view their Disney cruises much like a floating theme park. And just like in their theme parks, we learned in our Dark Disney episode, if somebody has a heart attack, if somebody has an accident, if somebody falls and breaks their arm. They don't treat them there. They immediately pick them up, whisk them through some secret door. Tunnel. They go down underneath tunnels. Yeah, and they go under the park and 
they're taking care of there. So that you never see like you a never person in distress going actually through the park. You never see it's an like ambulance. They, go, they take you, them under these tunnels. So. I see it at football stadiums and baseball stadiums and soccer stadiums. Right. Really? You immediately. So even like people who are in the stands and stuff, if anything yeah, happens. Yeah, someone gets hit by a foul ball in the face. <gasps> they're not going to treat them there. They'll put a rag over their face and get them. So that not only do they have privacy, but the you're not, is, yes, yeah, you're not, not seeing, tra- traumatic yeah, you're not associating that. So if something were to happen, wow. anything, and that's the thing about these is all you have is speculation, right? You can look at this and you can look at all of these cases that we're going to talk about and go, well, the official explanation makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. The, the, the lack of evidence on the cruise ship's behalf makes no fucking sense. I know that I'm under surveillance the minute I step onto that. There's there, there and I'm there. And I mean, you have... Every oh, elevator, yeah. everything I oh, yeah. has a Disney camera. Disney knows what happened. They have so footage of it. So don't feed me bullshit. And if that's my kid, think about that. If that's your kid or your wife or your whoever it is, right? And they're telling you, well, uh, we don't have. And you're powerless going, no, dick, you do have it. Don't tell me you do. Well, sir, we don't. I don't know where to. Which button? To them, they Heck, just see it as one it? person, though, yeah. versus what the, are you gonna the, do? the millions of people that they make money off of every single year, right. you know. Throughout all of their parks that are under their name, now, I think I think to me it's like Disney. There's why else would they ever need to cover up uh, and disclose or not disclose uh, surveillance footage because they would have to hide something that would either be detrimental to them because otherwise they would be worried about what happened to this girl if they didn't think that something that was going on with their corporation had anything to do with it. Right. So, and I think it's important to to note the the. Uh, the allegations that she had about being worried about the the sexual assault um, right. happening to her. I think that's important with, with this, and, and maybe the men's clothing. I don't know. Now, there is also uh, another side to this. Um, there, and, and again, this kind of even goes into multiple uh, possibilities. But there is, there seems to be, anyway, evidence that says that she was either alive after this incident oh, yeah. or th- seen other places. Um, and, 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 and that brings into ideas that was she then a escaping her old life and trying to get to, you know, trying to fake her death and run away or B just like this lady earlier. And just like the possibilities in some of these other cases, was she kidnapped? Was she stolen? Is there something going on on these ships when these young girls who, like you said, can't be traced, <clears throat> go on these vacations with no parental supervision sometimes, uh, you know, thousands of miles away from home in these strange ports, and are there people who are constantly watching for that, constantly targeting that? I would assume, based on all of the many, many disappearances and cases that have been busted wide open proving this to be, that yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, they have to get those girls from somewhere. There is, there is, you know, sex rings and prostitution and brothels and illegal and illegal all over the world. And I mean, they, they have to get them from somewhere. Only in America do Americans believe that slavery is dead on planet Earth. Yeah. The rest of the world is completely aware that there is not only sexual human trafficking, but labor trafficking. Right. Well, and I think, I think, I think that the idealist Americans, the people who are still going, you know, waving the flag and going, everything's great. Yeah. Those guys are sound. I think a lot, you know, there, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, citizens, 
that aren't represented by their yeah. but but yeah well and there's and a large population that elected Donald Trump so I mean these I mean you know what I mean also if we want to get deep I think there's a the one percent is fully aware that slavery exists and that's just that of debt yeah I mean debt is the new slavery you know yeah. what I mean if you are forever in debt to your your house and everything you have to keep working you have to keep You're always con- you know contributing yeah. and always but, part of the part of the but, Anyhow, the system. But anyhow. Yes, here's the thing. Let's get back to Rebecca. Here's the thing. Two months after she went missing, there was activity on her credit card, but nothing ever came of it. No lead, nothing. I mean, Do they know what it was, like what she was buying or where it was or what? I couldn't find that. I mm. don't know if the police reports show that. I don't know if the parents have pointed obviously. that out. I didn't find that. They also said after she disappeared, her Facebook password was changed as well. Very weird. So either somebody has access to her things. Mm-hmm. Or, which again, I here's the thing: is if if these things, her cell phone or her her credit debit card or whatever, I think this was like 2005 or nine, right? Oh, or yeah. eleven, eleven. She could have had a Facebook on her phone, and like if they had, if it was already logged in on the app, then it could have been changed. While I'm not sure about 2011. But, but, yeah, I don't know. That's hard to say. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I had a, I think I had it was. an iPhone I think... in 2011 and Facebook yeah, the on iPhone it. 3, yeah, iPhone 3, I guess. And, yeah. and here's here's the thing, too, though, is that my question is, were, was her phone and or credit card taken out of her room, or was it supposed to be have been washed overboard with her body and the giant rogue wave? Like, where would they have gotten that from? Did somebody clean her room out? And if that's the case, then her room was ransacked, and that's a piece of evidence. And if, um, I think they said that they went in her room and they took her parents in there and gave her the room rest of her stuff right. and like on the nightstand so like very visibly she had some tickets i think to disney paris right, right that she was going to surprise her family with so also another indication that she had she wasn't going to kill plans for the for, future right. yes so but but that's what i'm saying and they were like, taken where would they have know. taken her where would her credit card have come from i don't know that's very was it on her body when she was washed over because clearly she wasn't washed overboard then did somebody find it floating in the ocean i mean come on um a journalist named john rosen contacted the family in 2011 and told them he had booked a cruise and intended to investigate while on the cruise. Uh, when he was there, he had asked around. Um, he asked one crew member, I believe it was a bartender, if he knew what had happened. And the, and the crew member responded, quote, I don't know anything about it. It didn't happen. You know that's the answer I have to give you. Mm. So what does that mean? I mean, that, that, he wants to keep his job at Disney. That's right. what that means. So does that, but, and, and you can take that as being sinister or you can take that as him just going, nope, nothing bad ever happens aboard our ship, sir. I think, I think he knows that Disney told him, you guys are not to talk about this. I'm sure that they told them your coworker is gone, but you're not to release any information about it. Right. Yeah. And maybe even, even on the, the line of like, you know, you can't cause it could get us into legal trouble. If you say something that doesn't match our official statement with what happened. You know, but I don't know. Either way, it's 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 bullshit. I don't yeah. know. Either way. Here's a couple other weird things. We can just go through these as, as we uh, that I kind of wrote down. Um, some crew members described Rebecca as having an underlying sadness. So mm. perhaps she had had something was like, like we said, going on in her personal life. Perhaps she had been assaulted. Perhaps. Maybe this was going on. Maybe it was somebody on the ship, and she was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? Um, Is that an uncommon trait for human beings? Well, to have an underlying sadness? Yeah. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But, I mean, maybe maybe a noticeable underlying sadness in a young teenage girl who's having the time of her life on a Disney cruise 
you know, maybe maybe noticeable enough that that people went, hey, you know, you're, we're supposed to be in the prime of our lives and having a good time, and there's something was bothering her. You know, maybe. like if your dog dies, that the way that you yeah should be, anyways. I think an underlying sadness but, is yeah outside the normal human range of yeah, emotion. Yeah. Um, the place on the ship uh, where the captain said she fell over seemed impossible to him. I mean, clearly, obviously. Yeah. Um, he also said crew members said that Disney knows exactly what happened because they record everything. So the phone calls, her movements afterward, all like we were just saying, should be on tape. But Disney denies having any footage or knowledge. When requested, the parents were only shown, like you said, a cropped version of the CC footage of the phone call. Um, the footage was filmed on deck one, which we said, which is where the medical center was located. Some believe she may have been sexually assaulted due to her being in men's clothing, but no report was ever filed. So, and she never went to the medical center. So she had been on her way. Yeah. And then, and to report it mm-hmm. and somebody intercepted her. her. Um, there is also no footage of her taking any elevators. Uh, let's see. Um, it says there um, there have been reports of her being seen after her disappearance. A woman who emailed the family said she had seen Rebecca with a dark-haired man walking in Venice. However, there are questions about how she would have gotten there without her passport, which were among the items given back to her parents. And maybe this was just somebody who looked a lot like her. Mm. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. I see people, I'm like, holy shit, they look just like that person. Like, literally just like them. So, it can happen. She looked like a very plain woman that was brunette or blonde. She could, like, yeah, she, she could have, have looked like. But they did say she was British, so I mean, if if she heard her speak and she had a, an accent, that would be interesting. But I don't think anyone ever said anything about that. You don't talk to people in Venice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just walk. <laughs> you just keep on walking. But yeah, I mean, and and that's 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 the the worst thing about this is that it's like that's the end of it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not like it's not like her. You know, her family has ever gotten any of these answers. Well, they settled, right? Yeah. So that would be the end of the case then? And I guess they can't, right? They can't come and come after Disney anymore. Wow. So it's totally sealed off in court. There's no, as a journalist, I couldn't go and file to see that report because there's nothing there. It's been terminated. Really? Yeah. What about the surveillance footage? I mean, I'm guessing it's It's all under that. It all falls under that. Wow. I don't know. Was there any more activity on her card after the two months? No. Was it, so it was just kind of that one time? God, I'm really interested to see what it was that happened that one time purchase. Like what they bought? Yeah. That would be interesting to know if it was something that sounded like she, you know, it was her purchase and it would have aided her uh, in kind of changing her identity and then maybe she wouldn't have got new cards or I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's pretty fascinating. Um, to imagine, and here's the thing, people go, well, how could a woman get off the ship? The minute somebody said, how could you get you get this woman off the ship with nobody noticing? I turned to you and I said, well, what's one thing that a ship full of vacationing people is full of? Suitcases. Anything. Cargo is, I mean, any part of, I mean. It's easy. You want, uh, this, a girl, the girl that you, that you sent the article, yeah. Yeah. she was stuffed in a suitcase and driven to a farmhouse. You know, you get yeah. one of those big suitcases and a, and a young girl like that, you just put her in there after. I mean, it's And you can it's keep her alive morbid, in there for weeks. But yeah. it's, exactly. And it's morbid Ugh. and it's terrible, but that's exactly what could happen. And if so, you've got a group of engineers, like, that are down with this scheme, she could be in the bottom of her room 
for weeks doing all types of things and no one would know. That's true. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's the scary thing oh, about. No. That's the scary thing about. Maybe I've seen Eric in a while. About, <laughs> about these. Um, about these incidences, you know, it's like you you look at these things and and it's just there doesn't seem to be any re, any other reason other than these higher ups are so greedy and so protective over their reputations and the reputations of their companies that they are willing to do unscrupulous, unethical things like cover up disappearances and sexual assaults and murders. Because there is literally no other explanation for me to wrap my head around why a ship would go, well, we like only I said, have it would this. have to be their corporation it, was involved in it. It has to be. And, yeah. and, and that, to me, is so unsettling that that that... Disney uh, that a Disney cruise ship can literally cover up a murder and no one can do anything about it. A cruise ship. This isn't this isn't even like I mean I ultimately at yeah, Disney and Disney Corporation, Disney and Disney and Disney, but that a cruise ship can just go, "No parents, we you can't see the footage and and somebody can just has to take that." Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. I don't know, and it's not just her. It's not just Rebecca Corium. This has happened to other people. This has happened to other parents. Like uh, like the disappearance of Amy, Le- Amy Lynn Bradley. Oh, yes. One of the weird, before you go into that yeah, yeah, next please. part that we go to, one of the interesting criticisms that's been going on in the last decade or so with disappearances of women is that the only ones being reported on are white women. You don't hear about the Chinese women or the Jamaican women, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The yeah. Latina women. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That is true. Because it does fit this little white narrative that yeah. ABC and NBC has built. Totally. Well, I'll be, I'll be real with you. We uh, we can And we can go there later because this is totally off topic. But I don't know if you've heard about the Paul Swenson dude that's from American Fork that was missing from mm-hmm. here. And it's kind of weird. But um, I actually saw the missing poster flyers outside of the Walmart kind of on the uh, shopping cart return stalls. And I just saw the missing poster, and I didn't see the picture. And it, I've never seen one outside of the store. You always see them in where they're kind of always grouped with other ones. And I thought, I bet it's a a white, a rich white person or something. And I, when I not to be, you know, stereotypical, or but I was right. And when I saw the picture, I was like, he is. He's a he's a young white kid, of course, because they're the ones that you see out there that either they have more money to make the flyers or whatever it may be. But you know, but it was still. It's it's sad, but it's true. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so true that I've seen jokes like that on Family Guy. There was a there was a a joke where Peter makes some reference and he cuts away. He goes, you know, that they're gonna care less than when a when a non white girl goes missing, and it cuts to the news footage. <laughs> oh, and no. they go, they go, ladies and gentlemen, the name of the young girl is Stephanie Gardner. She's missing. And everybody goes, oh, and he goes, oh, nope, sorry, Stephanie Gutierrez. And everybody goes, oh, <laughs> and it's like oh. it's sad, but that that really is true, and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we look at that. I mean, that's the thing is like when when a when a white girl gets kidnapped, and then it's it's a kidnapping, it's an abduction case, but but when. An, an entire shipping container of Chinese women is found. It barely makes fucking waves. Yeah. We're still talking about some of these cases. In fact, I, I I guarantee we can name the names of missing girls and and people who were involved in crimes, and nobody knows the names of one of those women that was in that fucking container. And except, racist, they, except they're and all racist stake that they're blonde hair and blue eyed. Yeah, they do have to fit like a certain. Well, in fact, every one of these and every one of these girls looks almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that make the news, the ones we're talking about today. I mean, it is true; these high-profile ones, they do have to. 
And that's the thing about a high-profile case, and I guess that sucks, is that that in order for it to be high-profile, it neither needs to be, um, you know, money or celebrity or, you know, uh, like you said, uh, some some all-American could be your daughter, could be the girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, but it's not going to be the girl next door that weighs 275 pounds. Right. Well, she's well, hard to take. <laughs> More I'm suitcases. sorry. I don't mean that. No, but it doesn't fit the narrative. I've just seen this that on the back of trucks. This country in Northern Europe has an infatuation with the blonde-haired, blue-eyed thing. I mean, if you go into the conspiracies and Illuminati, there's whole cults that drink the blood of blonde-haired and blue-eyed boys. And Hitler trying to create a whole Aryan master race right. of nothing but blonde haired and blue eyed. Sure, and guess what? I and and it makes a lot of sense to me too because if I'm if I'm some fuckbag dirt dirt hole sure. chic somewhere that has a harem full of women, guess what I'm going to want? The exotic. Bring me a blonde. Bring me. Bring me know, American. Bring me American. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's again. I just go to that same terrible. Eastern European accent. <laughs> Bring me American blonde of all the women. But I mean, when you have when when I I can only assume that they probably have types and and just like anything, it's probably it, it's horrible to think, but they're probably like these ones are worth more and these ones guys. I'm like, yeah, you give me an exotic redhead, they're probably worth they'll probably go for even more money on the on the market. It's terrible. Yeah. Also, just so I don't feel bad, I would be hard to take too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just want to clear that up. <laughs> you feel bad about the fictitious 200 and... Yeah. All right. Well, she's going to be all right. And she's probably... It's true. If you're... I mean, think about that. Not to be not to be mean, but body types matter. We're not talking... Like, like you said, it's not about attraction. It's about the fact that, yeah, it's hard to pick somebody up that big and throw them in your van. It's easy to pick up some little 18-year-old, five-foot-one girl on the beach and just toss her in your van. That's, you know... Yeah. That yeah. There is something to that. Yeah. So you know what? Eat, be happy, and be harder to take. That's how I feel. Let's get some donuts. Yeah. I'm fucking let's stopping on the way home. Let's fucking, let's fucking get safe, man. I'm just, just, just eating yourselves. like, no one will ever take me now. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna say that the, the uh, one of the other cases that we looked into, the case of Amy Lynn Bradley, um, that's a really weird one. That's a really yeah, weird case. Yeah, I, I do feel like it's, it's, I hate to say cut and dry, but it kind of seems like they've got it figured out. Like, Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, just like uh, just like Rebecca Corium, um, she, she disappeared from a ship, uh, was seemingly there, and then just not. Nobody saw her get off. Nobody saw her. No, there was no evidence of any kind of anything. Uh, the official ruling, once again, was that she had just fallen off the ship, right? Is that what they said? I don't remember what the official ruling on this was. We'll get was. into it, but the but point being— I know being, that they didn't say what— It was suicide. I think that's what they—yeah, something like that. But just like Rebecca Corium, there were, and actually in this case, many more reports that she was seen afterwards, mm-hmm. leading once again, again, down this terrible, dark, horrible hole— a uh, rabbit hole of of sex slavery, which is just I, I it's just like like honestly, I, I really don't think people can wrap their minds around how big, how 
giant of a network of sex sex slavery is right yeah it's horrible and there are a lot of people in poor countries poor places and like we're talking about here some of these more affluent people who can afford to do these things but just get careless and just end up getting disappeared so um amy was on a ship uh with her family this was a a a little while ago this was a little long 98 right yeah yeah it was it was um she actually it was march 24th of 1998 that she disappeared uh she was only 23 (sighs) so young uh and she disappeared from the royal caribbean's rhapsody of the seas uh cruise ship they were headed to is it is it curacao or caraco Caraco. It's Caraco? I've heard it both Curacao ways. Curacao is the drink, right? The blue Curacao, right? right? That's a liquor. I don't know. I've heard it both a ways. Liqueur. But it's a... That cur- place. Caraco. Caraco. In Antilles. So is that the Bahamas? Is that where is Caraco? I wasn't uh, good at maps. Let me pull up Google Maps. Hold on, boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says, it says Royal Caribbean, so I'm guessing it's somewhere in the Caribbean oceans, right? Oh. They're probably not like over in Greece. Yeah, Caribbean island. Okay. All right, Caraco. Um, she was she was on the ship. They were having fun. Uh, you know, they had been on the ship. In fact, didn't she didn't want to go on the cruise? No, I think that her family had to kind of coerce her into doing this because she was a she was afraid. She was one of those people that didn't like the idea of being out in the open water. So this was oh God, and how tragic is that? Because I'm sure that they gave her like the speech of "It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine." It's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, of course, those had to be words that they said to her. Sucks. Isn't it ironic? A little too <laughs> ironic. <laughs> oh. yeah, I back know, to sad face. Back to yeah, sad back face. to sad face. <laughs> um, here's, here's, the basic, here's the basic rundown. So on the morning of March 24th, so from Sunday night into Monday morning is what they're calling it. So it was like, you know, 1 o'clock. This, on these ships, when you go to these ships, you got to understand that they're like, Las Vegas on a boat. These aren't this. This is they. They were showing pictures of. They the don't really have a bedtime of some of the right of Gambling some of these halls, casinos. Every at any hour yeah. you want to go to the buffet at four a.m. and eat. They've got every food you want. This thing never goes to sleep. So these guys were out partying. There's not like a last call. Everybody to your cabins at one. They were partying until the wee hours of the morning. Okay. She was with her brother, right? Yeah, I think. and she'd been. Drinking in the dance club with the ship's band, a band called Blue Orchid, um, uh, specifically with one of the band members, um, a band named a man named Alistair Douglas, uh, also known as Yellow. Yeah. So I don't know much about their band. Maybe they're all named Colors or something. <laughs> but yeah. his Yellow was his name. Uh, he said he partied or parted with Bradley around one a.m. Sometime between five fifteen and five thirty a.m. Bradley's father. Ron saw her asleep on the cabin balcony. When he got up at 6 a.m., she was no longer there. He he figured he also noticed that her cigarettes were and her lighter were gone. So he figured that perhaps she had just gone out for a smoke, and and but she never returned. Yeah, it says that because uh, you can't smoke on your balcony. This uh, there were also reports that I, they they maybe like, isn't thought that, that she would go as a smoker? yeah and and this balcony to be specific was like part of their like kind of their Sweet. own personal yeah. balcony so yes she should have been able to but I think there were speculations that said that maybe she was going to meet this Alistair Douglas guy again in the morning um, because there were people who had said they had seen her kind of walking in with a cup of coffee which kind of would have made sense 
given it was kind of the early hours in the morning and if she had been out partying, she might want that um, little pick-me-up right there. But I don't know. So there's kind of that report that maybe she was going to meet the same yellow or Alice or Douglas, whichever you want to call him, fellow. And that's why she left that area. So more than just a smoke. She'd have to be a great alcoholic because if you're getting smashed at 1 in the morning— and then to recuperate at five in the morning, four hours later after you hit twenty three, puke and right. rally, right? Coffee and puke go. And rally, yeah. You're young. She's <laughs> yeah. young. Okay. That's that's how it happens, man. I've done it. Yeah, not for years. It's been a long time. Here's a few interesting facts about the night of her disappearance. People had reported that strange men were seen on the boat the night of the dinner party. Men that were not cruise ship members. Yeah. And they say they were kind of like watching them. Yeah. Just like, like oddly watching scoping, the party. Scoping, yeah, scoping the That's what I said was as scoping. They, said, they didn't right. give an eth- ethnicity to these men, did they? I didn't see that. No, it didn't say. I don't know that they said any uh, ethnicity. Um, uh, some, uh, it did say that some of the waiters on the ship that, that it was known took an almost creepy liking to Amy. Um, so much though, so that she actually ended up mentioning to her family at one point before her disappearance that she was creeped out. Maybe they're like they have them stationed to have jobs there, but they're just really lookouts and they go, we got a girl and we know where she is right. and we know what like they really watch them so that because these people wouldn't have to be on the ship that would actually be the ones taking them and kind of handling the business side of this human trafficking transition. Right. Yeah. Scouts. Right. Exactly what you have. Um, a cruise ship photographer, here's an interesting thing that is also plays into this kind of her being watched uh, for this reason. But a cruise ship photographer who was taking photos of people in the ship, he was posting them like on a community board. Like mm-hmm. he would post the picture and then you could get, tell him, I want a copy of that. I want a copy of that. And he, 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 you could either. I think you could just take them. Is that what it was? Like was he had it printed just, everything out and he had and then you could go take them. Yeah. And all the pictures of Amy had been taken by somebody else. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, and creepy. Yeah, and, and creepy. It says that the ship docked in Caraco shortly after she was discovered missing. Extensive sh- searches on the ship and at sea produced no signs of her whereabouts. Bradley was a trained lifeguard, and investigators said there was no evidence that she'd fallen overboard or died by suicide. And you know what is... Being a trained pool lifeguard or even a short water ocean lifeguard is nothing when you're dropped <laughs> yeah. into the ocean yeah <laughs> and your body goes into Let's shock and, yeah and, and, and you're in hypothermia at 70 miles an hour right. yeah, yeah no i'm with you I, even the strongest swimmer in the world if if what's his name uh phelps, phelps, phelps fell off the fifth balcony of a fucking cruise ship he's not gonna make it to shore you know like Probably a fucking not. porpoise no, no chance no yeah. the, the ocean it's totally is, different yeah and you know the ocean is one of those things where, like, I, I feel like people don't really realize, um, you know, I, I can't remember what movie it was. There was a movie I was watching, and it was about somebody being lost at sea or something, and the idea that when they were floating, and as those waves went up, like, you you don't really realize where you are. It's not, you can't just look and go, there's the, I mean, you're, you're constantly, the, the ocean's moving, and you're sinking, and you're rising, and you can't see over these swells, and I mean, you don't. Yeah, you it's lose not, your bearing. It's no, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're, you're, it all looks the same yeah. for the most part, unless you can see immediate shoreline. But I think what was really interesting about that is that there were a few attempts that the family wanted to make to locate Amy. They knew yeah. that she was missing. They knew that this was, you know, something to be on alert for. And so they had asked the ship to, you know, put a huge announcement over the intercom, over the speaker com, whatever you want to call it, 
you know, alerting literally everyone, keep keep a lookout for her, be on the lookout for, for uh, Amy. And they said that they didn't want to do it because it was the early hours of, you know, the morning and they didn't want to wake anybody. But, I mean, to me, like, if I was on the ship and that happened and they were just like, you know, we have a missing person, we'd like you to be yeah. on the lookout, I'd be like, cool, like, that's nice of them to do. Like, I wouldn't be so mad. I wouldn't be like, how dare you aid in the search of this missing girl? You know, I would Sir, never I was be. sleeping. Right. Yeah, and uh, the, the family had also asked that they did not dock and, you know, at Caraco or wherever, they asked that they not dock the ship because they thought if she has been taken, if something has happened to her, that's the perfect opportunity for that person to leave. And now they're on land and she's gone. But the ship insisted that they do it as to not cause panic. And you that's probably where she... You know how big of an investigative team you would have to have to search every nook and cranny of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like it's imagine... Imagine searching. Yeah, one little tiny closet that nobody knows about. You know, that's all it takes. Imagine one. searching an entire, like, all of the Bellagio, from the casino to all of the shops to all of the rooms. That's one hotel in Las Vegas. That is an, a massive undertaking. And this is like four floating hotels and the strip put into one. It's yeah. You, you yeah. and all you need is the size of a human body. That's it. It's not. That's I it. mean, this is we we really sound like we're doing a disservice to the cruise ship industry because I don't fucking I ever want to go. <laughs> I know on a fucking cruise. Go to cruiseshipmissing dot com and you can scroll through the missing human beings from the last <sighs> year and a half. Just the last eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. No, don't. I No. It's research. We're going to have to sell our cruise, babe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've almost been completely talked out of it. Yeah. Oh, I, my gosh. To be honest. and <laughs> Pages. There's at least three pages of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so if, well, I, if I gave you an all-expense-paid trip to go to the Caribbean from Florida, would you go? We have one. We yeah. won a she cruise. She won one. I won a cruise this year, Sasha. We were <gasps> back in March. So weird. That's when Amy went missing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, years and years ago, but still the same month. But uh, but we, yeah, we were at an event, um, and Danny put her name in a in a raffle, the, and they had the, one prize. And out of the hundreds of people there, she won. It's a the week, pretty one, huh? It's a week long. <laughs> It's, well, it was just a random one of these. They actually had the guy who they had hired to do entertainment pull it out, and we totally didn't even think it was. I didn't believe it. I thought I was getting punked. Yeah. I totally did. I was asking, like, am I getting punked right now? But we have a, a, a like a, a certificate, mm-hmm. and it's any time. It never expires, and we can go on. It's like a week-long yeah. seven-day And day like we have like cruise. a private little uh, cabin and deck, which doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. It seems like you can still be kidnapped anyway yeah, yeah but it's like if we go on a cruise you realize that that you i mean because that's the thing is you gotta go well shit if the if the waiters and waitresses are creeping and, and they're in on it i mean can you you can't trust any drink you're given from anybody if the bartender's in like you, like i couldn't i would yeah. we would have to be handcuffed together at all times so that yeah. we would never i mean i can't imagine going on one of those and just going all right you guys see you kids We'll meet back at the cabin in in, in three hours. <laughs> I know. Like that's the thing is, if we ever have kids, they're gonna hate us because we're gonna be like, "Do you realize that serial killers murder and little kids all the time? <laughs> like they're never gonna get out of our sight." I just want to go to the store. Backpack leashes till they're eighteen. Just go to the store. Amy Lynn Bradley. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to go to the store, and now she's a sex slave. <laughs> 
Dad, I'm six. They like those two. <laughs> They're creeps. But, Always leave a note. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, like, I just don't know how anybody goes anywhere. I know I sound like a I terrified, know. scared, like, you know, that I'm just it's paranoid. True. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you realize that if something does go wrong, and you're not, I'm not saying, and we never do, that it's always going to go wrong. Something's always going to, don't leave your house because something's going to go wrong. No. But it, it it sucks to know or to be to have this as a reference that if something did go wrong, that some big cruise ship company, some big corporation can just go, oh, well, I know you're really broken up about your husband or wife or son or daughter, whoever it is to you. But, uh, yeah, we just don't have any any information on it and all the video doesn't exist. And pff, sorry, but here's a cake. Here's some interesting things about Amy. Uh, she was she was seen so much so that there was actually even a, possibly a picture of her found. Now, the one thing about Amy is she had very specific tattoos. Tattoos that uh that were very easy to to identify. She had tattoos including a Tasmanian devil spinning a basketball located on her shoulder, a sun placed on her lower back, a Chinese symbol located on her right angle. Oh yeah. Uh and a gecko lizard on her navel. Um she also had a navel ring. Uh so um, I, in, in a woman resembling, a, uh, well, two Canadian tourists reported seeing a woman resembling Amy on a beach in Caraco in August of 1998. Um, the woman's tattoos reportedly identical to Bradley's. Um, a member of the Navy stated that he saw Bradley in a brothel in 1999. He claimed that she told him her name was Amy Bradley and she begged him for help. Um, explaining that she was not allowed to leave. And then when somebody noticed that she was talking to him, she was quickly whisked away to another room. And he didn't want to tell anybody this because he was embarrassed that he had been to a brothel. So he didn't report it right away. Bummer, man. That makes sense. But he's a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just own up to it. You know what I mean? That poor girl. I don't know. I feel like it could be... Why would she come up with that story, or why would he come up with that story? Especially if he was embarrassed about having said he'd gone to a brothel. You know what I mean? He wouldn't make up a story so that he'd have to reveal that he had gone to a brothel. There'd be no point. You know, it seems like a legitimate lead. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is that unless, unless he went and did it that day, there's just no. Like they they could have, I mean the thing is is the minute she she said something and that guy grabbed her whoever and whisked her out of the room she could have been down the stairs into a car into a truck into a thing and take I mean with heroin inside her yeah who yeah they drug her up and they just and then she's dependent on the heroin and she can't get it you know I mean it's 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 fucking awful but but unless he would have like raised a stink right there I don't know that there was anything for him to do. No, I'm saying that it seems like a legitimate lead, being oh, yes. that it, it doesn't seem like he would just make the story up no. with with knowing her name, because like I said, he was embarrassed to go to the brothel, Yeah, that's so there's no point to make up a story, just you have to reveal that you went to a brothel. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. That seems like a bizarre notion to me, because it's always, in my mind, it's been condoned that military men can go to brothels overseas. It does kind of seem like that. I mean, maybe he didn't want. So I mean, his, his family might shame? know because you knew if he was going to a brothel, he probably had colleagues there, or at least they all knew that this was your family's going to know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was married. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say maybe your wife. I don't know. Yeah. But if you're talking to a Caracas newspaper journalist about a disappearance, is it really going to get back 
to Oceanside. I don't know. I don't know. It would That's... if it's an Amy Lynn Bradley story. If I mean, it's also, an he didn't have to. Visit... It's not like he had to disclose his name or anything. Yeah. He could have just tipped him off and been like, I want to remain anonymous. So I don't know. He could have done that. Either way, he didn't. Amy yeah. was Amy was not rescued at that point. There was another um, potential sighting uh, in 2005 when a witness named Judy Maurer claimed to have seen Bradley in a department store restroom in Barbados. Also, once again, whisked away, surrounded by men. So constantly being like guarded by men, surrounded. Yeah, you know. Um, Bradley's mother and father actually appeared on uh, on the November 17th, 2005 episode of Doctor Phil. An image of a young woman resembling Bradley that was emailed to her parents was shown on the program, and it suggests that she might have been sold into sexual slavery. Uh, the picture was from an adult website, and I mean, she, she looked like an '80s hair model. Like, yeah, she did. that didn't look 2000s to me. It looked like what some of these when you when you. People watching cinema from the 70s, imagine. Yeah, and I was going to say, and what a a lesser country would have as far as, like, I mean, they're not, like, they don't have Hollywood hairstylists and makeup artists. They probably just throw blue eyeshadow on it. Michelle Pfeiffer in Fabulous (laughs) Baker Boys. You know, they're, like, the real old (laughs) something. I mean, she, when you look at some of these compared to this, when you look at the progression and the side-by-side of this face, I mean, I could see that. This is, this is, that's the one right there. That side she by had, side. He, she had short hair, you know, that on looks, the cruise ship, and it's it's longer and a little grown out in the in the pictures that were sent to them. And there are several pictures. There's like three of them of her kind of in a kind of a suggestive pose on like a, a really shitty looking bed. So it does look like a brothel or like a, a place where, I mean, she doesn't look like this is her awesome room that she lives in. It's so cute. Like it looks, yeah. it looks barren and sad and like she's not really there on her own free will, but I don't know. I don't. You can't really see any tattoos, which is yeah. That is. I wish thing. we could see that. Yeah, and uh, Sasha's like, I'm looking it up right now. Tramp stamp, Amy. But she. I tried those, looking. Those pictures. Those pictures are. are I mean, it could be. It could not. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. And it does. Uh, it does look like it could. I could believe it. It does say the Bradley family, and this this is just beyond reprehensible but the bradley family uh was scammed by a man posing as a private investigator who said he was a special forces and that he knew where she was he knew how to extract her and could get her out um but he kept hitting them up for money and so he yeah. told them like i need this much money to get her home and get her out and i i've seen her and i i, I know where she is and then he, like, mocked up some photos of her, like just the yeah, back so of a woman and her... put the tattoos on her and everything and then the the Bradley family went to his i guess his former employer to say hey can we can you help us with this money so we can try to get Amy home and they said sure as long as you let our investigator go too and they sent their own investigator down there it turns out this other investigator was just fucking vacationing with their money yeah just Wasn't down there living it up it. partying just, drinking just down Whoa. there extorting money totally living off their fucking dime like a scumbag and had no leads and was just stringing the Bradley family along. Really messed up. I'm not going to the Bahamas. Like, this is where all the poker sites and porn sites all hang out, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was exactly, it was the same thing. It was the same thing that happened. Um, it's, it's funny that you say that because it was the same thing that happened with uh, Natalie Holloway, how people thought that kind of, it, it almost tied into that, those Caribbean island porn uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, porn yeah. shelters. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing is that um, Amy is still missing. She's she, at this point, 
she would have been in sex work for almost 20 years. So chances are she's... Oh, I asked you this. I It's kind of a morbid thought, but I said, what do you think happens to these girls when they get old? Or you know, when they're not when they're, they're not desirable as, as young, beautiful women anymore. Not to say that old women aren't older women aren't. But you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a kind of an age that is a kind of a standard middle of the yeah, line a age for doesn't see them as a human being right they're they're, they're products it's, it's mean and, product right yeah. absolutely so i wonder like after she kind of got older if like they just kill them or like what happens to them if they become the new you could uh, breed them i mean if you really wanted to get creepy you could breed these people and then have a whole cult of child sex slaves I mean, that's true you know. okay. jesus <laughs> christ dude you turn that... the light on <laughs> So dark. That just dude put a pit in my stomach. Planet Earth is a disgusting oh, place. Oh yeah. The, you know, and that's the thing is, there's no way to fucking just cleanse these fucks, these people that run these organizations. Like it just, it just is infuriating because I mean, like are, an Earth virus, like Norton antivirus for the Earth. Like yeah, for just in, like fucking, we need like the Punisher to be real, like to just you know just go in and like. No, that's why people ugh. pray for Jesus so bad because they, they want something. They want a hope that. This world is going to be peaceful, you know. Yeah, this ain't a peaceful planet. Oh no, just don't go on the dark parts of the yeah, web. It's, it's fucking, it's disgusting to me. And I mean, this happens to all sorts of people. Probably the one of the most famous ones, and then we just mentioned her name, but Natalie Holloway was it, it to me like Natalie Holloway was one of those disappearances, like you were talking about, all American from the heart. She's from Alabama, and she was blonde, and she was young. Nancy and, Grace fame. Yeah. And that's the thing, is it's something to, for us to talk about and obsess over. But to me, it, I mean, this one doesn't seem... Like, the other ones are mysterious. They're like, who? Where, she just disappeared. This one, to me, seems pretty fucking cut and dry. Well, because a lot of the things that, that we had watched on her previously, because we've heard of this case before, seemed to, to make it out to be like that. But then, like, there was more information on her, and I'm like, where did all this information come from? And how is this... Why is it so mysterious? It kind of seems like they have some... Uh, really good leads, or at least it, onto something. Yeah, it's either it, t- after watching the stuff on Natalie Holloway, reading about Natalie Holloway, learning about this case. It seems to me that that yeah, it, it it's either one of two things. This isn't like man. I, well, I guess it could be anything. It's one of two things. First of all, let's establish what happened with Natalie. You guys might know this one. It's a pretty famous case. She was an 18 year old from Mountain Brook, Alabama, who went on a vacation to the Caribbean island of Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take ya to Kilaga, Montana. <laughs> no, we should have sent it on baby. take ya. All right, come on. Don't I you... didn't know if you were see? gonna go into the next one. Yeah. Don't, don't you see that? Ooh, I gonna... wanna take ya. Oh, come on. because of the kidnapping oh, reference. Yes. <laughs> Our minds were so different. You two were thinking about singing that song, and my brain was like, "How does someone from Alabama have money to go to the?" <laughs> <laughs> they. She sold six of her teeth. And all of her sheep. No, come on, guys. We're sorry. <gasps> I had sheep too. See? You did. I'm going to fix everything, guys. I promise. You did. You had a sheep. That's right. I, I will only make fun if I can relate. <laughs> I swear it. I swear it now. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see how much of this you can relate to. But she. Um, well, I'm here and I'm not working in sex slavery, so. Good. Two. Those are two good. I feel like I'm doing you, good. Those are, on those this are day. definitely plus column items yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Um, it says that she was last uh, she was last seen alive by fellow classmates leaving a bar called Carlos and Charlie's at around 1.30 a.m. on Monday, May 30th, 2005. Now, 
Wasn't there like a connection? Wasn't Carlos yeah. and Charlie's one of in, in one of these other cases we just talked about? Yeah, I think it was in Amy's, right? Is that Amy? the club they were at on the I ship? I believe that they were at because well, she didn't no, leave I, the ship, or did she... I thought that that was a, a a land location? Oh, did she go to that? Am I am I not? I I wonder if I don't know if that's like a chain. Or if it's only a one thing. I didn't know if there was a... Uh, car- like, if, up. oh, there's an Applebee's on this ship and a Carlos and Charlie's. You know, I don't know. But I thought that there was mm, maybe a like connection Like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah. Um, she left this 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 Carlos and Charlie's club with a 17-year-old Dutch student named uh, Euron... It does look like it. It says, I Google that. It says Carlos and Charlie's Cancun, Las Vegas, Aruba, Cozumel. Oh, they're everywhere. So it looks like it might be a chain, actually. Okay, so it was, so it's just something that's featured Could in be that a part. shady chain. <laughs> it's an awful name. Would you go party at Carlos, Carlos and, and Charlie's? House? No. Fuck them. Um, isn't that isn't that just both of Charlie Sheen's names? Because <laughs> oh. his original name is Carlos. Yes. Carlos Estevez. Estevez. Yeah, he's a, he's Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so that just sounds like this just sounds like this place should just be called Sheens. Yeah, Carlos Ew, and Charlie's Shady Sheens. Yeah, old shady old Sheen. <laughs> uh, winning. Uh, so she she left with uh, with this guy, Euron Vandersloot, Vandersloot, and his two Surinamese friends, uh, brothers Deepak and Satish. Uh, oh, what was their last name? I didn't write it down. Gore, Gore. I, 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 I don't remember now. I just wrote their first names down. I meant to. Um, her packed luggage and passport were found in her room at the Holiday Inn. Vandersloot was really the only suspect in this entire case. Um, originally, he denied knowing her, uh, knowing her name when approached by authorities, but eventually he said that he and his friends drove her to a beach because she wanted to see sharks. Hey, I'm listen. And here's the here's the thing about Natalie. All reports said that this chick drank like a fish from uh, the moment her. she got to Aruba. Yeah. They said that she would wake up and start her day with cocktails. They said that she was so drunk sometimes she didn't even make it to breakfast. She was drinking. So I'm assuming that like but here's the thing. If a girl's like, I want to go season sharks, you probably gonna go, okay, drunk girl. Let's take you down to the ocean. Like, if, especially if you're smart or, you know, none well, of that makes any sense. Let's not give anybody too much credit. Here. Yeah, that's true. These are like 19-year-old boys. or Actually, they were like 17 at the time, weren't they? Yeah, like, he was younger. Yeah, 17, I think. So, yeah. The, the story they say is that she apparently, like they said, they drove her to the beach because she wanted to see sharks. So she apparently, they let her out of the car and she went to get out and fell. And as she was there, she was... It looked like she was being approached by a man in a dark outfit, which they said looked like the security. Yeah, they even said a dark man in a in a dark shirt, like a security shirt that they had. Right. But they described him as a dark man. So I don't know what that means. Dark man. Ah, <laughs> different from the light man. Ah, how many sunny references can we get into this episode? I was going to say episode? that's a lot. We did have an arrested development, too. Yeah, Emma was true. the other one. Just a great Roxbury. Yeah, the Roxbury. We Roxbury. So we got reference. we got some. Yeah, good we're doing some references. If you, can, if you can keep track of all these, drink uh, there's every be, time. Yeah, there's going to be a quiz. <laughs> I don't care if it's water coming up. Orange juice. Yeah, in, unless you're at Carlos and Charlie. Yeah, I was say, then don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so now here's the thing. That that is the most unbelievable and believable thing for me at the same time. Because sometimes, and I will say this, and we've all all been there. Now, I I'm I would never do this now as a person. I and I probably would never done it back in the day. I mean, obviously if I would always want to make sure somebody got home safely. But if you're on an island, right? If this girl was completely wasted, if Natalie was just wasted, wasted, I could rationalize that if she was being so annoying, as sometimes drunk people are, that they were just like, oh, my God, we thought we wanted to party with this girl. You're so annoying. She's going to throw up. She's being crazy. Do you want to go to the beach? Great. Here. Here's the beach. Cool. And they might have gone to back to the night and gone to do their thing. So, yes, it does sound shady like, oh, we just drove her to the beach and let her out. And a guy got out, you know. It sounds like a like a, a quick way to just Get explain. Some. Well, and it also sounds like a way to explain a way that I didn't kill her, right? No, we just let her out of the car and then we drove away. It's still irresponsible to because they still saw the guy approach her that they don't know about. So right. I mean, they're still, they're still like, oh, weird so, dude approaching her. Peace. So even like, even if it's a cover up story, they're still, still they're still painting themselves as irresponsible. Oh, absolutely. Right now, this does sound like an open and shut kind of case of them making up a story, except. That there does seem to be another witness, a woman named Tracy Allen, who came forward and does seem to corroborate some elements of what Vandersloot said. She says that she had also been in Aruba. Nine days before uh, Natalie, right? Right. It was the same, yeah, just a a week or so, a week and a half earlier. And had been almost assaulted by a man. A nude man. Yeah, I think she said yes. he was wearing a T-shirt, but like, no, he was Winnie yeah. the Pooh in it, so yes. he had like a T-shirt. And no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah, Christopher Robin. Yeah, he was. He was just. I'm just a little black rain cloud <laughs> looking for some um, money. Yeah. <laughs> um. But she said that, like, it, it was like he had parked a car and left the doors open. Yeah. Almost like he was going to. Uh, just immediately take her and assault her. Like, yes. just throw her in the car and go. Yes. Because um, she was walking on the beach, and she said that he, she saw him sitting kind of under this, they called him the fisherman's hut. Yes. And he was sitting under this little awning area, you know. And as she walked up, she said that she kind of turned back and saw him. And as he saw her kind of leave, he went back and grabbed his car. So he totally scoped her out first and then went and grabbed his car and was going to uh, just take her or, you know, just get her in the car, bottom line. Right. And, and she felt menaced right she felt i mean she she wasn't now thank god that she was and this was very bold and brazen for this man but i mean maybe that's how they how they usually get away with it why why should i think that i should be careful you know we've got all the people in our pockets but he uh she felt menaced and like got the attention of other beachgoers is that what it was well i mean he wasn't like grabbing her like come help me pick out a pair of pants like i think she (laughs) She clearly knew, like, <laughs> what? Have you seen my dockers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she clearly knew, like, <laughs> something bad is probably going to happen to me. So, yeah, she started, she she kind of, there were some other people on the beach, and she alerted them, I guess, is what happened. I don't know if they, like, ran towards them or, like, what? I don't know if he, like, ran and just got in his car and drove off. Like, where? I don't know what happened to him. Well, I guess he just left. She not only described him and and was able to get a, like a sketch but yeah. she actually identified him in in pictures right they showed him they showed her pictures of the and she said that's him and they identified yeah. him yeah. 
And they, was it like a police lineup? Well, where did yeah, they get the yeah, picture? I think they oh. said it was a suspect picture book. Oh. And they, she said that they um, had direct eye contact for three minutes. She knew. She yeah, knew she exactly knew. What, what was happening in that three minutes? Yikes. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, Something was he twice. like, was he just like staring at her as he walked her to the maybe, car? Like, I mean, she, maybe she wa- like, she kept an eye on him and was ab- was you know she I don't know. Oh, Point being, creep, she identified him. He was arrested. But here's the thing: is that not until afterwards, and there's a lot of times that this happens. Um, you know, when a suspect is brought in, and it's not till years later that you go, "Oh my God, we fucking had him," and you know. Oh, he was connected to these other things, but we're not thinking that because we're not viewing it from from that perspective yet. And so before he could, you know, this incident and the other incidences and all these things could be tied together, he was released. Um, Of course he was. Police didn't realize that they had him and he was released and fled to South America, they said most likely. Yeah, Colombia. Yeah, this is Venezuela, Colombia. So he he just up and bounces and goes to a place with no extradition. So, you know, uh, I mean, but then they asked like the police officer, they're like, well, did you at least put a, you know, a, a be on the lookout for this guy down there? And he's like, well, that might be a good idea. Fuck yeah, it might be a good idea. Like <laughs> you have to think about cultural perspectives, too, because a lot of women aren't treated the same as they know. are in America, in England. I know. Yeah, that's true. Oh. I mean, it's it, women, women. The, you know, we're, we're, we, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, women's rights and women's movements and things like that and, and uh, you know, the gender gap and, and all of these different things. And, and, and in this country, those are things that, you know, are part of the, the conversation that we have yeah. uh, all the time. We're just going to have to set up some brothels. But, I mean, that's like the only way we can well, even get even with you guys. This country will turn out a good girl real quick. Too, <laughs> but, but, that's, you know. but that's the thing, too, is that, oh, yeah. like, that we have the ability for women to stand up and talk about these things. And a lot of the things that we're talking about, yes, while I do agree that they should be remedied, they do need to be fixed, and that, that women and men should be viewed as equal in the workforce and all these places. You know, th- that across, that being said, other places... Right now. So while you're bitching about making less at your job, there's another country where a woman can have acid thrown in her face or she can be buried up to her neck in the ground and be stoned to death because she glanced in a direction that her husband didn't approve of. That's the, that's the difference in where we're at and, the, like you're saying, the rest of the world. Literal at. circumcision on the daily in Africa. Yeah. That's horrible crazy. things. Horrible things that go on. Against the will and and really the powerless, the powerless people who have no, uh, you know, no ability to do anything about these circumstances. They just have to sit back and fucking take it. So, you know, I guess somebody's always going to have have a have an advantage on somebody. Uh, you know, they're always gonna, somebody's always going to do this. And it, it just it's just maddening and 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 really disheartening to think that like that's how how we're still treating people you know it it's it, anywhere in this world I, and it's not real to me it's not real to me you know why because i don't see it and you can also find the love of a woman you have to a lot of men can't get laid and it builds and it builds and builds and i think that they snap it it's also a million thing where there's a certain part of our dna that it we're designed to get our sperm into a woman and i think that I think there are a lot of men who are incredibly, incredibly evil and violent and mm-hmm. 
have not been taught how to be a sexual human being. That's true. And I think a lot of it comes from religion and other archetypes in our educational system that allow these types of things where we almost make sexuality a taboo thing. And it's also the desensitizing, I think, of people who who have, you know, you know, in the seventies, you bought a Playboy and you looked at yeah. you looked at boobs and bush, and and your your buddy's dad had a naked lady calendar. Mm-hmm. Now there is, for some of these people, the stuff that is readily available, and 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 the dark web too. I don't even, I know nothing about the dark web other than what we've heard and seen and stuff. But the things that people can just sit there and just corrupt their minds it's this desensitivity to life and and relationships and communication and connection and all of that and you're right and then the only way to do this is to find somebody who's evil as just as evil as you to provide an outlet for your evil impulses and it's 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 horrible yeah and that whole thing about porn addiction you start off with a bj video and you have a quick release Five, six, seven years later, you're into 500-person gangbangs and gaping anal scenes. And then... You know what? I'm going to say that might be the first time that gaping anal scenes has been thrown down on this podcast, but God damn it. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And and it it can go on and go on and go on until you're starting to watch women being raped and murdered. Snuff films and all of that. It's, it's, It's... and that's what that's what's so scary about any of this. You know, we talk about these disappearances, we talk about these these circumstances where these girls go missing and and I think that's the underlying thing. You know, you talk about the the crime itself. That's what I think a lot of us end up talking about is what happened that night? You know, what what about the incident? We go back over the incident and because what might have happened to these girls, what might be happening to these girls every single day is worse to imagine. Yeah. And that that's that's to be a parent and to have that going, oh, my God, is she out there right now? Is she somewhere in some country strapped to a bed, tied in a room, and you just, you know, God, I just, I can't imagine that. The unsettling nature of that is just, ugh, See, my, my thinking of this whole thing is, yeah, I feel bad for these women, but I want to know how a reasonably good-looking Vandersleuth, who's in a foreign country, probably has money, is wanting to film a sex scene with his best friend in a any woman, it didn't matter if it was right. Holloway or it just had to be a body. It's like, why do you want to do that with your best friend? Why don't you just have a gay relationship or why don't you do these other things and express yourself in a more peaceful way instead of having to come up on a drunk woman and then have sex with her with your friend and then kill her? Like, it right. doesn't do anything. I think they were definitely uh, profiting monetarily off of you that. Think? There's, There's no way... That so that videotapes out there then. Well, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not only pump that. Pump the brakes, Sasha. Pump the brakes. It's, it's not only that. <laughs> Slow but, your Google but search Jorin, button. Yoren <laughs> had an mo because they had you know and 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 we'll get into this in here in just a second. In fact, let me let me bring this up. Yoren because we're kind of getting away from him. He ultimately didn't get nothing happened to him in the Natalie Holloway case. Um, but he did go on to not only extort the family, yeah. he actually extorted the Holloway family saying, mm-hmm. I'll give you more, mo- more information about her if you give me money. Yeah. He then also wrote a book, just like OJ, mm-hmm. about the Natalie Holloway investigation um, and ultimately ended up um, murdering another girl in Lima, Peru on the fifth anniversary of Natalie Holloway's death. Now, yeah. 
that it's either like a big coincidence because we we've done coincidences that have happened, right? Um, but or, it but it also seems serial like serial killers always have some sort pattern. of yeah. some sort of thing, and yeah. and just like in that, he had this same pattern. They were seen just like uh, he met Natalie in the casino with you know he was at the table. He met a girl. They gambled. In fact, she. This girl, the one who was found dead, what happened was they had found her body. Her name was Stephanie Tatiana Ramirez. She was 21. She was found dead in the hotel room that was registered to him. The TV was left on, and he had just left, um, and they found her body a couple days later. Her body was actually found June 2nd, 2010, but because of decomposition and uh, and, and investigation, um, they realized that she had actually been killed on the 30th. So yeah, same she night. had been. They said beaten, badly beaten. With with what they suspected to be a tennis racket. Yeah, because they found that in the room, and they thought that maybe that had something to do with yeah. it. Um, her she had a laptop and and I you know other I I items missing, but she also had not only a thousand dollars that her father had given her, but almost ten thousand dollars that she had won in the casino that night. The thousand dollars that her dad gave her was actually for a laptop. Oh, was it? So I don't think that she had a laptop. It said that her laptop was missing. Well, yes, that's what he gave her a thousand dollars for was a laptop. Oh, okay. Well, so he she did he told that he took that cash so the eleven thousand dollars in cash. Hmm. So you know, and and after eyewitnesses, everybody who pointed ton of video evidence, um, uh, Yoren was arrested and sentenced to twenty eight years in prison, where he still is. So while just kind of again, just like we talked about with OJ where maybe one case he skips out on and then repeats his pattern, or not in OJ's case, repeats his pattern, but in this case, repeats his pattern, um, almost like begging to get caught. I mean, that's the case. If you, like, he didn't really try to cover up that crime. He left a body in a room uh, covered in evidence that that was registered to him. Yeah. He got off once. Yeah. And so, you know, now, but he wasn't really ever charged. I mean, was he? He was just more looked into as a suspect. I know he was on TV every night in the right. United States. On yeah, I think he was arrested, but I don't think he was ever. Yeah. But that's the thing is that that he now has some sort of poetic justice. I mean, in the sense that he's he's you know in a in in a jail cell somewhere, but he still has never confessed to murdering Natalie. They still have never found her body. They found body parts that people over the years have said, "Oh, I found a jawbone, but it wasn't hers," or "I found this piece, it wasn't hers." Again, no answers. But I do believe that out of all three of these that we've talked about this week, she's dead. For sure. I believe Natalie's dead. For sure. It seems more like it because it didn't seem like there was much of a, either a, a, a means to get her to slavery or whatever it was. It seems like if either way you believe it because the, I don't know, what was the girl that something, the, the one that said that she was almost taken? And, oh, Tracy Allen? Yeah. Uh, she said that if it's true that they did drop her off, if Jorn did drop her off at the beach and she was near the fisherman's hut, that it's possible that this same guy that tried to abduct her and assault her did the exact same thing to Natalie. Um, and that's that's interesting because if he did take her, then there's and he left the country because we know that he did leave the country. Um, undoubtedly, she probably died or it was killed, and her body is probably still there. I'm sure he didn't take her body with him. Right. If he was the one that did it, and if it was Yorn and his friends, or however it it went, but there was also that the interview that the guy did that he was undercover, and he uh, did that interview where they were driving in the car with him, and he said, you know, take me back to the night of Natalie Holloway. What happened? 
And he just said that she had accidentally died and they didn't know what to do with her. So they essentially just threw her in the ocean. So there was that. And then but he went back and said he recanted his statement and he was just telling the reporter what he wanted to hear. So they didn't charge him. But I mean, he didn't know that he was being recorded. So right. how can he have you know been telling them what they wanted to hear? Well, I don't maybe know. assuming the reporter would say it at some point. Sure, but I mean, but I'm with you on still, that. It was... uh, yeah, and and I mean that that's a very uh, you know feasible answer for all of these. You're surrounded by water, and deep perverts. water, water and perverts, <laughs> and that's perverts. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> and if you need to get if you need to get rid of a body, you go you go out on your boat, which. You know, if you're on an island and you probably have access to at some point and you go out on your boat and you just dump that body out there and a fish eats it and they wait. I mean, it's it's not like, you know, see, that's what's so interesting is like the I really feel like he probably wanted to get caught the second time, because if if he did do something to Natalie one way or the other. Right. They they got rid of it. Yeah. To just beat a girl to death and then leave. The, the murder weapon in the room that's registered to you and just leave and just not... I mean, no attempt was made for him to do anything but get caught. He could yeah. have been really... He could have been on a psychoactive drug or something, too, which, you know, if you're on shrooms or acid or something of that nature and you kill somebody, you're not even going to think twice that's about true. it. That's true. Yeah, that is you true. You might have thought that you cleaned everything perfectly. Yeah. And you're you're still batshit crazy. Yeah. So don't do drugs. In your socks. Don't do yeah. drugs. Don't murder people. Cut your penis off. <laughs> yeah, hurt your. Yeah, if you're gonna be a fucking psycho weirdo, just castrate yourself. Yeah. Ugh, those people. Like it just it just is disgusting. To I me feel bad can, for women. It you know, we we were having a conversation with uh, Danny has a friend of hers that's. Uh, you know, kind of a single girl that still goes out and goes to bars. I just looked at her the other day. I said, how do you, how do you ever, how do you feel, how do you ever leave a bar? Like, how do you, every guy that's like, I'll give you a ride home. Yeah. Okay, no. How, how do you know? How how would you ever just get into a car with anybody? I don't know how you guys ever did that. Like, I don't know. Ever just met a guy at a bar and left with a man. Like, that's crazy that Well, I've never do. done that. But. Right. And that, um, that's why you're here. But I was, I have, been, I have been out of the country. I was in Australia when I was 19, and I lived there without a phone, without a car, and without being able to. I had to walk to the payphone that was like two miles away to call my parents at a different time zone. Like I had to make sure it was the right time of day. But um, there were times where I really, I think back in in situations that I put myself in, and I'm like, that was a situation where I could have been taken. Like that was a perfect opportunity where if. If the person just wasn't a, a decent person, I I would have been gone. So, yeah. I don't know. I think about that all the time. It's crazy. But. So, there's two battles going on in this world. There's this Muslim paradigm where you burqa up your women, you take away their sexuality. And then there's the Western world where it says, hey, bikinis and everything else is go and we'll make these, we'll sexually um, exploit women on television and through magazine and et cetera, et cetera. What's the best civilization for a human being to live in? Well, I think the best civilization would be for no one to own anyone else's sexuality or or uh, expressionism mm. and for us all to be in charge of it ourselves and that we all just accept that. But that's not the case. There are hierarchies of men who have been in charge for years that will always constantly say they know what's best. And to be fair, I don't think anybody knows what's best except that person. And, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes people will get off and go, I mean, 
yeah, somebody will go, man, strip clubs I, be love, legal? I love heroin. And you go, well, that's not what's best. You need to be set straight. And clearly when they get their head straight, they realize they weren't thinking straight. But I think most people who really. What about strip clubs? Are you, I mean. But that's, we... it, well, but if a strip. And it's, a, it's a fine line because you go, it's, is it freedom of expression for these girls that want to dance? But it I mean, is? but it should be, it should be that we know that strippers make a shitload of money, but it should be that women can make that much money doing honorable work rather than having to dance half naked. But if I mean, you're from the hood, by that same you know. by that same topic, however, I will say this as far as strip clubs go, Magic Michaels shake just as much dong and make just yeah. as much money. Uh, you know, there's not like Yeah, but like there's I, not there's just not a, sex brothels around the world where there's like all these poor yes, hot attractive are. men who yes, they're like are. have you sex with these Vegas. women. You can go to Vegas really? and do that, yeah. Well, that's only driving distance. See you guys later. <laughs> uh, one of the highest STDs. <laughs> you just walk into a room of dicks. Mm, 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 this one, no, this one's me too. One of the highest uh rates of HIV cases in the world are Women like fifty five and over from Germany who go to Africa on sex vacation. <gasps> really? Yeah, it's, oh. it's a real thing. What's in Africa? Giant big big <laughs> big African don't, dicks. Don't. <laughs> you know what's in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> the black mamba. <laughs> Exactly. Anaconda. Manaconda. J Lo and Ice Cube, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's good. So if you go on a cruise, you and your wife, Mark, would you feel comfortable with your wife spending a whole day alone by herself on this cruise ship? Oh no. I wouldn't feel comfortable no. with that. No, not at all. I mean I mean honestly, and I, I know that it's it, we, we sit here and we go, hey, you know, uh oh st- stupid scared paranoid americans but at the end of the day it's it's not like i think that we're going to go on a vacation and my wife's immediately going to get sex traded i do however realize that if something were to ever happen to us just like a lot of these cases pointed out like i said earlier i'm powerless to do anything to find her and that that is the powerlessness of of that is is what terrifies me because if you go missing and i can go look for you and i can do something then that's that's one thing but if i'm literally just being looked at by people go nope we looked on the boat she probably fell over here's her flip-flops good luck they won't stop the boat and and i can't do anything i can't and if they go look (laughs) i know you're really looking for your wife here's 20 million dollars maybe stop looking you'd stop wouldn't you I would build a very nice statue <laughs> in your memory. Out in your marble statue yeah, it would mansion be my, garden. It would be amongst uh-huh, the statues. Uh-huh. Yeah, there would be. I'll name my daughter, Danny. <laughs> With my new hot trophy wife. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's absurd. Um, that That kind of level of powerlessness. So, I don't know. I think that I, I'd love to see the world. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be neat. But the thing is, is that also, at the same time, like, I realize that once I get out of out of this system 
and somewhere else I'm in a place where I mean think about it you you don't maybe you don't speak the the language maybe there's people who are just like you know sir here listen if in order for you to do anything you have to go through there and there and there and there I, I just don't want that I, I mean I've been that. afraid of being sex traded at the Seven Eleven though so like. There's been some just some shady places around town where I was like, it's all you need is that group of guys that just that just grabs you and you're in a car and you're gone. Yeah. Here's another you know I mean? scenario. If a police department offered either of you to a career lifetime benefits to infiltrate the underbelly of the sex and drug world in Salt Lake City, Utah, would you do it? Hell yes. Call me now. <laughs> Sign me up now. I What's don't... the steps? I don't know that Tell you're going to be a very. You're you're kind of a conspicuous person. Like they'll be like, who's this? Who's this giant, well built, well spoken lady that just showed up into the brothel system? <laughs> oh, now do I have to? Do I have to bang dirty undercover. dick for undercover? undercover. Is that? <laughs> I yeah, well, what's my what's my position? Undercovers, <laughs> undercovers, heroin in the. In oh, th- that kind of stuff. I got to really get like find the archetype and leader mm. of. A Chinese sex cult, or in this state, probably a Mexican sex See, no, I thought you just meant I got to be part of the dudes who, like, get to show up and kick some ass to the people who have been doing it. No, nah, you got to squeeze the like, end for chlamydia. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I might be changing my application. I might be might be a little more reserved about springing into this job-filled position. How about you, Mark? Um, Here's the thing. I, I walk a very fine line in my life about... Wanting to wanting to know and wanting to know. Mm. I I wanted to be a cop when I was in high school. I took a class. They they started teaching. I yeah, the mustache proves so. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I would have been a good investigative type of detective. I feel like I would have been good at that job. But I remember I, I took this class on forensics, and they they had like back then that this cop used to come in and teach the class. And he he would take some of the kids from our school and like take them out on like stings to try to have them go in and buy underage beer and like like it was very hands on with the law enforcement. I really dug it, but there was a part of me and I, I remember talking to my teacher. I want to say his name was Mr. Gardner about it, and um, you know trying to say, but like, how do you separate yourself from that? How do you separate yourself from from like, hey, honey, tonight I I saw a crackhead put his baby in the microwave and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't save the kid, and I can't punish the guy. I had to very gently handcuff him and put him very gently in a car, and um, so as not to Trump ru- doesn't ruin, think so. ruin the case, huh? Trump doesn't think so. No, just push your fucking. <laughs> you could be a little more pushy uh, with him now. <laughs> but he, but I mean, when you think about that, and you just go, I mean, that I have to admire, you know, those kind of cops who show that kind of restraint, who have to see these things and have to turn their brains off and have to walk into a crime scene where little kids were killed. And I mean, to me, or and where women come have been, home and make love to their wives or and yeah, their kids or, or yeah, or just know that there's some girl out there who earlier today, this four, we saved a 14 year old girl from some sex slavering and she's been being raped by these horrible men. And you go, well, you know, she's not anymore, but to, to see it and to have that experience, I think ingrained on your soul has to be something that, I think take somebody, and I. You really have to look at some of those people who see that and go, "My God, thanks for seeing that for us." Because I don't want to see that. I don't want to be the guy that sees that. I don't want to. I don't want to know that. I just don't want it. I just don't want it in my head. So yeah, I mean, I walk a very fine line between wanting to know and wanting to do something, and not really wanting to to visually see it and visually know it. Yeah, it's hard to say. What about you? 
I think about it a lot. I think it'd be very interesting, but I don't think I am strong enough uh, emotionally to go into that world of violence and sexual deviance and come out of it. I have a hard time behaving myself in a casino in Vegas, you know, and not having lifetime decision regrets because I lost $200. <laughs> so I don't know if I could come back from that. Yeah. I, I think I'm too vulnerable. Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the things that, like, like we're talking about. And I, that makes me angry. And I think that's a problem, too, because like, we're, like you talked about, you know, there are many people who, who – whether it's they're on that side of the law and they, they, they have to see these things and come back from it, or these people who choose to go down these holes and don't ever come back from it and are the reason and the necessity for these, these, you know, these shady, horrible industries to exist. But no matter what, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's terrifying to know that you could be anywhere, especially on vacation, surrounded by your family, on a boat where you figure there is no way. I mean, we're... What's going to happen? We're on a boat. Nobody's going to murder me and then get away with it off the boat. We're on a boat. There's cameras and authorities and officials, and then it happens to you or your family or your loved one, and you're left helpless and hopeless and like these families, like the families of Rebecca Corium and Amy Lynn Bradley and Natalie Holloway and all of the people in the last 18 months on that app and the people scrolling before that and scrolling before that. There are people missing all the time. Not all of them are high profile. Not all of them are the type of people that are going to make the the news story. Not all of them are that. Some of them are just poor souls who were in the wrong place at the wrong time and didn't expect something bad to happen to them. And that's really, really scary and really, really sad. I don't want to like make it sound like, okay, now just stay in your houses and don't leave and don't ever do anything. But I will say this, in today's world, maybe just Maybe just keep an eye on people. Just just don't let your kids, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm like a paranoid, like, keep your kids safe. And, but and I mean, part honestly. of my head is like, maybe I just need to get away from the internet. Sure. And go out and live my life and, you know, have a good group of friends and a good job and this and stuff and turn my mind completely and off of this avenue. Just don't go to Aruba. Yeah. Just and don't <laughs> go without your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Those are, those are kind of very specific circumstances where things can happen to you, and and just, you know, being smart, keeping an eye on your surroundings, and 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 things like that. But I think young kids forget that, and I think that's why you see those, those kind of being a perfect target, or the ones that uh, more commonly are taken because they're they're already kind of, I don't know. I'm just living life, YOLO. You know what I mean? You don't carry bear mace or a gun. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I think if I had a wife or a daughter, I might have them uh, carry. I, don't I know. would like to have a gun, but I need to go get my uh, my conceal and carry or whatever. I I got to get a. That's not hard to do, though. I do. I would, would like. Would you to do want it. your wife or daughter to carry a gun? Do you oh think yeah. About that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'd love her to carry a gun. I bought her. I mean, we bought knives. <laughs> you had knives yeah. that I told you carry. I mean, she has, she has blades and knives. But and you shit. don't do it. Right? Yeah, but I don't have it on me. Yeah, well, so. you don't have a. Yeah, you don't really have a, a purse or anything like a pocket. You yeah, a, yeah. Kept, a knife strapped to your waist like a. Yeah, no. doesn't really go with my outfit. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're, selling, like you're selling dream catchers yeah. somewhere. No, <laughs> but I could like <laughs> strap it to my thigh or my ankle or something. But but, uh, but to have a gun, I mean, it's interesting. We you see that more and more often. We walked we walked into Maverick yesterday. 
and this guy just had a full-on just revolver or not a revolver it was an automatic pistol on his on his hip i don't and, like when uh, men have guns it makes it like if i walk into that maverick it makes me feel like i don't have a chance even though if we went fist to fist i'd probably have a 50 50 with most men yeah you know unless they're an elite athlete yeah um but i i do like this idea of most women having some type of weapon on them. Protection. Sasha, let's start a program. Sasha's Angels. Yeah. yeah. Sasha's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> I will teach you how to be prepared for any kind of attack. Whether it is coming from the front, the back, whether you are tased, whether you are on vacation with your family in Aruba, I will protect you. Sausage Angels, sound off. <laughs> yes, sir, Sausage, sir. It's going to be great. I love the whole part. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> That's a different core. Now Let's you're one of now you, eyes now, open. Now, now you have crossed. See, it's a very fine line between, yeah, between creepy entrepreneur and man who wants to help the women empower themselves. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, there, it really is kind of a, of, of a double-sided conversation. There is the whole idea of, of the the disappearance itself, the mystery of the disappearance, the circumstance of the disappearance, but the reason for the disappearance is a whole other conversation. It's a whole other topic. It's it's a whole other world. Um, just disappearing is one thing. Disappearing or being stolen or being scoped out because cruise ships or organizations hire people that either they know or they don't know are are scouts for sex slavery rings. I mean, the idea of that is just. It really is just like. It gives you the heebie-jeebies. Like, you can just think to yourself, the minute I get on a cruise ship or the minute I go somewhere, there might be somebody who's paid by a company to greet me and is secretly pick, pulling out his phone going, Cabin 1222? You know? Cause, and I'm not saying he, that Disney knows he's doing that, but, you know, maybe they... they not like saying you said, not. Like you said, maybe they just send people in to get jobs. Yeah. Fucking scary. And they did fund the Nazi party, so who were into uh, blood cults and sacrificing blonde haired right? And, and when you start, and 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 that's the thing is, you like, tell them, Sasha. But you have to look at this, and when you really like, we th- there was a lot of things today that when you start examining this, you go, well, I guess I guess that's true. I guess maybe these women do get pregnant. Maybe they are having their own children. These are legitimate children. Never have any any lives and they would never be registered and they would never be anything. And they would just could be sold. And Oh my God. And you start realizing like how deep and how horrifying and how terrible this could be. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's really the, the mystery of the disappearance is such a, such a, almost like a side note to the underlying problem of why uh, people would be taken, why people would be stolen, especially in these situations, you know? Yeah. Some of these disappearances are just like, Hey, you know, somebody went for a drive and they found their car and they never came back. Those those are unsettling, but but they don't have the ramifications of this sex slavery and the undertones of of, of all of the rest of it. So, I don't know, babe. Are we gonna go on a cruise? Uh, not without like, not unless we're like doing it as like an undercover like documentary style, like yeah, right. yeah. I'll get you cameras. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. All right, okay. Um, also, it's a Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up. So, so get out of here. Yeah, leave. <laughs> oh man. Um, did you want to get into Paul? Are we going to get into Paul? Or yeah, actually, we... I do want to. I do want you to give me a little. Do we? Um, are we good? What is? 
In a that few cool? minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, give me give me a little update. You talked about this last week. It's yeah, the, a little a it's briefly. It's case about Paul Swenson, yes. right? Is that his name? Uh, he's a 30-year-old missing American fork man. Uh, he went missing on the 27th, uh, and he has been missing since. I believe that's been 11 days or so since he's been gone. It's it's an interesting story because of the uh, events surrounding it and kind of the secretiveness or the shadiness surrounding it. And the players of the game make it quite interesting. Now, I, I'm going to preface this by saying that I, I lost you for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have joined an uncensored search for Paul Swenson on Facebook. She consumed all of my time. I would look over and she would like have the phone here and the laptop and she's reading one thread and she's on another thread. And because, and, and you're going to explain this a little bit. Not only is the disappearance strange, mm-hmm. But all of this behind it has been really strange. Yes. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you, uh, maybe you, uh, fellow Utahns, are following the story, and I, it has, it or, has or reached, seen... it has reached outside the state of Utah. So I'm guessing that, you know, maybe you have also heard of this. But if you haven't heard of this, like we said, this is the disappearance of a 30 year old American fork man named Paul Swenson. Um, he was last seen on the 27th uh, by his wife. Her name is Ashley. She told uh, police officers that he was on his way to Salt Lake to an appointment. This was about 3 o'clock. He left his home, and he was driving her car. It was a BMW X6 or the family's car, but I do believe that it was her car. It wasn't his. Right. So he took the family car to this appointment. This was the last time that he was seen. Um, They did ping his cell phone near about 4700 South, near what they believed was the O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Right there. Um, I don't know if there's surveillance footage of, you know, him being in the store or if he made a purchase or if it was just near that location. Um, But then they found his car, uh, I guess you could say abandoned or left or whatever, but the keys were in it down near Parkview Elementary. The specific address is available and it's just on the side of the road. Uh, He, I guess within the car, this is what's interesting, is there's conflicting reports and them saying that there were two backpacks in the car and a bottle of alcohol and some other things that the family says are no way his. Um, it's kind weed of, or what? Yeah, they said paraphernalia, but they're not really saying. They said a cell phone, which is interesting to me because either you could say, hey, it's a burner type cell phone, which would indicate a drug dealer, or it was a person's personal cell phone, which you would be able to know whose it was and maybe have a clue to the last person that was in the vehicle. Um, so he's been gone. His phone, I guess, was turned off about 6.30 o'clock that night, and uh, there is really no information. There's been some leads, people saying they've seen him here, seen him in California, saying that he's probably in Mexico. I don't know that they have anything very substantial. Um, now, in the, the, these reports saying that he's been other places, they're saying that he did this on his own accord, that he disappeared to get away yes. from his family? They're, they're, th- it's kind of interesting because this is what got me. Like I would mentioned before, I saw the missing persons flyer, and I was like, this is interesting. What's up with this young white kid? You know, where did he go? And then I went online, and I found they, there was a video made. It was a, you know, a video that the family had made, kind of informing people about him and giving some information. But it was the quality of the video and the way that it was done that kind of was uh, stood out to me. It was very high quality. And, like, there were shots of, like, her, you know, showing that she was pregnant and then the birth. And, like, it was kind of weird. But that was before I had found out that she was a blogger. So she, you can kind of rationalize that she would 
do these kinds of things and, and documents parts of her life for that reason. Her mom is also a professional photographer. So maybe that's why she does those kinds of things. But it's interesting because the family is not releasing any information. They're not saying, what is this appointment that he was going off to? Um, yeah, they're, they're, they, they're not saying what that was. And it seems like a lot of this information that they're not releasing is pretty standard, easy to find information. If his car was found at O'Reilly's, have, it was not found. It was found. Or, by or if he was found, if he was pinged at O'Reilly's or whatever it was done, right? Like there should be footage. There should be GPS reports. There should right. be reason why he was up here. But all of that's completely not being released and kind of sounds shady. And, and, uh, it's interesting because, um, like I said, players in the game make this really interesting. There's like a family friend. His name is Cody that people are kind of suspicious of because there was a GoFundMe that was set up for all of this. And there was an out of state friend who lived in Colorado who had said, I would like to set up a, a GoFundMe because I can't be there myself and I would like to do something to help with this search. He owes me 20 pounds a week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so then, um, what's interesting is that this Cody fellow, who's a friend of the family says, Hey, I really need you to disable your GoFundMe because it's going to conflict with the one that we would like them to donate. And then he sets one up in his name. So now he's got this GoFundMe. It's also for $23,000, which is a really strange amount rather than just rounding up to either 25 or and it's, and being like 20. And like you said, it's for, it's for the search. They're claiming but... that. They've also claimed they have changed the area of the GoFundMe where you list the expenses, and they've changed that several times. And at first they were listing it like flashlights, paper, you know, water, this, the tents, uh, flyers, all that kind of stuff. And then they re-updated it and said that it's to ensure that his wife of six years and baby girl of seven months are well taken care of while he's missing. So the reports have changed about what it's for and people are becoming suspicious. There are a lot of comments on the GoFundMe. There are comments that were being on uh, this. Uh, there was a family Facebook page that they set up uh, called Find Paul Swenson. But the thing is, is that they were deleting and editing so many things off of there that people were very suspicious. If it ever was, you know, someone saying, did he have a history of drugs? Is there a history of this? If it was anything the family didn't want to hear, because let's be fair, they are a very clean-cut Mormon family who is all about that. Like Sasha My life saying, is perfect. Right. Nothing is He's wrong. He's a 30-year-old driving a $60,000 BMW, brand new. Yeah. Um, people have said that he worked for like one of those alarm companies where they go around and kind of sell either alarm or you're pest control door to door. And that he had a Vivint smart home unless you're a way high executive. You're not going to have the extra money to own a $60,000 BMW at 30. You got to think about housing. You gotta, I mean, there's so much. Yeah, they had a really nice support. house, too. I mean, they're, they're, I think their parents are very both both well off as well. Like, I think um, their parents she, have she money. She looks like that, yeah, that typical, like, Utah rich. Yeah, again, not that there's anything wrong with that. However, it is kind it's of. It's a type. It is a type, and it is in Utah. And I didn't really realize how prevalent the whole Mormon mommy blogger thing was and how it's like such a thing for these stay-at-home moms to do this and to fill their time and they are spending time with their kids but it's because it's becoming so uh, we're getting into personal opinion but to me to be so obsessed over your appearance and to you know portray the image to women that you need these expensive things because a lot of them are not cheap clothes on they're like i went to the di and cut me some shorts it's like hey this is a really expensive watch that i had and you should go buy it because someone sent it to me and i took a picture of it and on my blog but like that's like so 
I don't know. It seems far from what their religion is trying yeah. to instill in them. But that let's get away from my opinion of things. Um, so now let me ask you this. The money that they were raising, right? They raised a bunch on this GoFundMe. Did any of it go to the official? They have, uh, again, there were kind of, it kind of slowed because they were saying that they had to pay American Fork police for the search and rescue efforts and all those kinds of things. That, But the thing is, is that the American Fork police were contacted and they're like, we're not going to accept any money and we, we don't do that. And typically it's people don't need to raise money right off the bat for the search. And I mean, again, we've established that these people are well off. And I mean, not to say that people don't need money, but that's people had a big issue with the GoFundMe. They're like, why is this up? Why yeah. do you need money? Why are you collecting any money from us? For it's this a missing search? person. Yeah. You have people who are volunteering. None of those people are going to be paid for their volunteer time and you're not paying the police. So where is the money truly going? They also had a reward for $25,000 for any information that they pulled like two days after. So it's not up anymore. No. So it is. So they. So wait a second. They offered a reward for $25,000. Shut that down and, and then, then started a GoFundMe for, for $23,000. It's very interesting. And um, Ashley wrote on her blog, and you can go find this. this Just is look her up. Ashley Swanson. That's right. You can go find on her blog post from about a month ago. So it was June 28th. She wrote this post called Monsters Are Real. And in it, it's very vague. Some people say it's been edited since. But it kind of alludes to either an affair or, you know, but she says a rocky marriage and Hmm. something about Paul changing through this and her decision to stay is more courageous than leaving. So I don't know if it's drugs or an affair or whatever it is, but she alludes to something that is also around the time that Paul supposedly deleted all of his social media accounts. So kind of interesting that they that they had this Hmm. going on. Now, you said that there's been reports of him being seen. Yes. Some people have said like, and, and again, they followed up on some of these not being real. They they think they only have a few legitimate leads or sightings of him. And they believe that one was the morning after he went missing. Um, I think someone said they thought they saw him riding a bike. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people think he's just down in Mexico. He's on a drug bender. He's, he's maybe he had, um, you know, some kind of mental breakdown because Ashley had said to the police that he was, her quote was talking randomness, which sounds like the most white Utah person thing to say. But he was talking randomness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm sorry, I, is that a question? He was or he was. Um, he had also sold a lot of his like jets, some jet skis and a boat the week before for some cash, and so he had a large amount of cash. Now people said that Gambling he has not debts. See, and that that's another thing that people kind of wonder because on his there was a, a screen cap of, of his cached Instagram account and in his description of, of things that he likes or activities that did say gambling. So people wonder, is there any kind of connection? And that's interesting, too. If you delete your social media, maybe it's not so much like you're trying to get away from social media. You're trying to make uh, get so other people can't find you. Or yeah, there you might be. You. He might have gone in with the wrong guys. Yeah. Um, some people are saying no, it's... What, what happened to that money? You said he sold it for cash. Did the, they, did they the cash disappear? That the, the, no, they believe that the cash is at home. There has not been any uh, movement or anything on his mm. bank account, his cards, or nothing has happened since then. Um some people have said that they have tried to call his phone since, and there were a couple times that it rang and then went to voicemail, meaning that it wouldn't be off and that it would be being charged and things like that. Um, again, what's interesting is the Cody fellow, when he first came out, he has he has some of these Instagram live videos you can find them, which are weird. He's holding Ashley and Paul's daughter, Poppy, and he's, like, being all weird about it and... It, just like, you know, saying, like, you're stuck with me now and, like, calls calls uh, Ashley's dad his new dad. In the, It's really freaking weird, unless that's just how these people are. But either way, it's 
It's very weird. Um, I'm trying to think of all the facts that I know about this stuff. I'm just, I'm, I apologize. I'm pulling no, that's all okay. of this you've off been, of my you've been head. Reading so. a, you've been reading this a lot. And I'm sure that it's like, it's constantly changing too, because um, from what you're saying, there are people chiming in on these Facebook uh groups that yeah, are constantly and, like hundred of comments some, going, going, and going, going. And some people are going. giving false leads just to be dickheads. But um yes, like you said, the Cody thing, um, uh, there was another article that came out from the the American Fork Police that said that they did not find alcohol in the car, which other news reports were saying that they had. And it's interesting because in one of Cody's Facebook live videos, he's like, you know, we found his car and we found some alcohol in there, and I, I can promise you it's not Paul's. And so either he's just pretending to have been there and is relaying what he heard, mm. or he's completely, uh, you know, in on this this uh, fabrication of, of what has happened. But so, so let me ask you this. You've been reading a lot of this, and just in your personal opinion, uh, w- was he kidnapped? <sighs> I, okay. I, people say that they can, their friends have come forward that, that can, you know, testify to him having a drug issue, whether that's some people saying LSD, some people saying whatever it may be, and that could maybe explain why he was kind of out of his mind. Although if that's the case, I don't know why his wife would let him leave if, if right. he was talking randomness, why he would be able to. Because he's six foot, 200 pounds yeah, he's in a, good shape. Yeah, right. he's a big dude. Let's put he it this is, way. He he's is. A, up. He's yeah. a big guy that's in shape. Like this isn't, yeah, this isn't a guy who looks like, uh, you know, some little skinny guy who could easily yes. be thrown in. This guy's, yeah. this guy's the he's hard. Dude. He's hard to take. Yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> hashtag hard to take. Hashtag hard to take. Uh, Jim Bod. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because, uh, and again, not to defame anyone's character, but right. if if he were, because we know that that is happens in down in Utah County, it's it's a real thing. People that are not your stereotypical drug addicts are drug addicts. It's a real problem. Um, people have speculated that they have confirmed an affair uh, and, and said that people Male who knew him, um, I believe a female. And and that's another thing is a lot of people are like, he's gay, he ran off. Like, I, I don't really think that. But um, people have said that it may be with a, a female and, and they think they know who it is and, and all that kind of stuff. So if if this was going on, if he was into drugs, if he was having an affair and this all kind of happened and she makes this blog post and he deletes his stuff and I don't know, maybe they got in a fight that day and he left his house and was like, I'm not going to come back, uh, you know, or and leaves and turns off his phone and goes with some friends to Wendover. And maybe like by the time he gets home and sees his phone or sees this happening or someone tells him like maybe he didn't know that this had blown up into this huge like i'm a missing person like because his wife reported it immediately what week are we in uh, uh like this he's it's been about 11 days yeah so inside the he went missing on this too. 27 That's a long time yeah yeah so i don't know if like something like that happened or maybe he was involved in drugs and he was taken out to the west desert and then his car was stashed in this area but i mean the keys were found in it and they said other people's clothing and but they're not saying like if it was a male or a female's clothing like there's just so much they're not disclosing so it definitely seems like something's going on with yeah i mean not to mention that his car was found by parkview elementary i can't imagine that there weren't cameras right there yeah well or cameras that could track him 
from any of the yeah. places that he was gone. So, that's again, though, like there's there seems to be more information that's not being given to yeah. us. And then Whether, this this group that they had that was the fine Paul Swenson that the family was editing, I got out of it because it was all just it's weird. And then they're like taking pictures of the cookies that they made for people that were all perfectly printed out with his face. It says, We love you, Paul, like for all the volunteers. Like <laughs> it's too Pinterest perfect for me that Pinterest perfect. It it really is. It's like it's 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 kind of gross, like how well, yeah, how much of and her her Instagram followers, Ashley's jumped up like thirty thousand since this happened. So people are kind of speculating, like, is this some kind of publicity thing? Because she went from like fourteen thousand followers I'm to having fifty thousand. Like, if I ever go missing, and you suspect foul play, and all you do is post pictures of the desserts you made, <laughs> when, I'm going to be pissed when they find me, right? Or as a ghost, like, right? Either way, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. Hold on. You believed I was missing, and your first instinct was to make some fucking tarts? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's it's a little weird. Again, even it, kind of that keeping the keeping your image even in time of a crisis. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, keeping I, up I, I appearances. Was, I was going somewhere with that, and I don't remember what it was, the clue I was going to give you. Do you remember what Am I was Am I saying? the only one shocked that he's a redhead and that the people are looking for him? <laughs> you know what? People have said he looks just like Macklemore, so they're calling him Macklemormon, and it's like <laughs> the most amazing <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> like, it's... I. <laughs> Because no disrespect, in case something tragic has truly happened to him, but but it's so fishy. Everything surrounding it is so weird. Yeah, you were talking about her social media. Uh, everything went up, and she got she got more followers because of this. And yeah, I mean, all of it. All of it seems. None of this seems. Oh, they changed the group. That's what it oh, was. Okay. This find Paul Swenson. The family changed it. It is now called Bring Paul Swenson Home. Uh, like they, you know, and they kind of release the statement that says we believe that he is a, is is alive and will return to us safely. So, uh, now, so now they don't think he's endangered. So I don't know what that means. Like, how can you think that? And they've scaled back their search. They they're not doing the search anymore. Are they giving the money back? Um, they uh, they did say that they will offer a refund to anyone who is not happy about their heartfelt donation. Oh. That was the words that they used. Suck so pee. Ugh. That's, it's it's that, interesting. That I don't know. Me, if you guys are following it, I'd love to hear your theories about what happened. I mean, I think it could be, you know, a case of either he left or maybe he was into drugs and he got into the wrong. The, to me, the, the one thing about this that bothers me, and, and you know what? Maybe he was having a tough time. I'm not saying he's faking this or anything like that. You know, maybe he was just having, like you said, a mental breakdown or he just needed to go get at it, you know. Yeah, know, can you imagine living in the, in that type? Of, not again, Picture not perfect. not just the religion, no. but that type of lifestyle. It's not even about the religion. It's just me, that everything has to be perfect. I don't everything even feel like I'm being op. judgmental when I'm saying that, right? Because it's like, listen, your your husband went missing. And yeah, God's you're not still, telling you to have a blog. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about what you yeah, what your and you're salad still look worrying like. about your fucking appearance and how it looks and your and and sending people to your that, see that it's bothers interesting. me that there's bothers also me. another one and i kind of got down the the blog the mysterious blog uh rabbit hole but there was another one and, and maybe some people have heard of her i had heard the name i didn't know what her face looked like it's called the freckled fox but she's another uh mormon mommy blogger from here and she was married and she kind of documented the whole thing about her uh her first husband's death of cancer and she had five kids with him and she was immediately remarried 84 days after uh, his death, and so people feel like that's and her dog died of really suspicious uh, circumstances. So people are kind of like, "This is weird." Emily Myers is that who it is? You got it, Emily Myers or Myers. Uh, yeah, she you got calls it. herself a public figure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Beep.
beep. Sorry. No, my bad. <laughs> Sasha sometimes forgets that the mics are I'm on. I'm reading here. the news. Here at the, uh, <laughs> here at the Area 50. that out. No, um, <laughs> point being... Point being, look, there's there is a lot of this that that goes on, and and the the you know the disappearance is is half of it, and the reasoning behind it is another half. You know, are they being taken for some reason? Are they disappearing on purpose for some reason? No matter what, it is unsettling to think that people go missing and that their loved ones don't have any answers. Uh, no matter what their reaction to it, whether it's to uh, immediately go into action or to immediately bake cookies. Whatever the response is, it it's definitely something challenging for the loved ones who are left behind when somebody goes missing. So I don't wish this on anybody. No one. Um, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I think that's enough. Uh, we've talked a lot about a lot of interesting disappearances today. So um, and and we've barely scratched the surface. I know. Well, barely scratched the surface. Or just I just want people to stop going missing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I feel bad about it. Hopefully you guys don't go missing. Please don't go missing. Please continue to stay right here. Remember to follow us on social media. Head on over to your iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating. Um, Follow us on all of the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Sasha, for stepping in today. uh, Yes, thank you so much, Sasha. I really appreciate it. love having you here. Thank you. And um, You guys have a really cool show and... I love uh, your audience. So. Aww, thank, you. thank you, Sasha. Aww. And you know what? We get so many compliments on the sound quality, and we owe so much of that to you. So thank that you. That will change so after much. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, but thank you, Sasha, for stepping of in. Course. And uh, on behalf of all of our uh, of us here, and those of us that are missing, I hope none of you go missing before next week. So, hope you enjoy this episode. And hey, we'll see you next time. That's gone, dude.